WWF, what the world is watching. And the best new artist is... Oh, Cindy Lauper. everybody for uh, this award. There were a lot of people that um, did it with me. Um, I want to especially thank Epic Portrait Records. What? And um, uh, of course Rick Chertoff, the Hooters, who were my band before I had my band. And my band, of course, because they went out there with me and did it and proved that it could be done. And there's so many people, and I don't think I can get everybody. Dave Wolf, of course, Joe Zinzak. Um, oh, I should have wrote the list. And all the World Wrestling Federation, Captain Lou Albano, who has gone on to become a movie star. And of course, Katrine Dominique, who, who starred in all the videos with me. And a uh, little special thing. inch podcast to the 24 inch podcast today i'm gonna be starting off in dave we're at school time so guess what that means yeah but it means we got paul and dave separate here separate 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 <laughs> paul is gonna kick off the show it is season number three episode 10 of the 24 inch podcast we're moving along briskly here been a couple minute couple weeks as we sort of end the summer uh but we got Aww. A fun show today. We're going to call it the Hulk Hogan potpourri episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Paula and I are going to play a game. Dave and I are going to play a game. We're going to read the news from 1990 June. Yeah, Paula. Well, I have a fun idea. We should also call this match the last a few days before fall because 
really soon it's going to be fall, and I'm really excited because fall is my favorite season. Yeah. Because all the leaves fall, apple picking, you can get pumpkins, apple cider, apple cider donuts, cinnamon donuts, farms. Football. Football. Ba- baseball playoffs. Cheer. Both baseball playoffs. Who's going to win the World Series this year? Braves. That's right. All right. Paula, how is the second grade? You have started the second grade. How is it? Uh, today was bad, but every other day, before, it's good. Today I had a substitute teacher, and she's really mean to me. What do I call her? It's okay to say it. You say it. Whisper it. The bitch. The bitch. <laughs> you can say it loud. You're at all. Oh, I can say it. <laughs> she had the bitch today as a substitute. We don't like. She... Um, she patted me on the back really hard, and she told me to say it, that she made me stand up in front of the whole class and spell the word rope in a whole sentence. I just remember that part, so. Mm. And I didn't know what to add on to rope because he had to spell every word. Mm-hmm. We had to spell every word to it. So I got really nervous, and I couldn't think of one because I don't know, like. You're just learning. Yeah, I'm like just learning, and she's jumping ahead from probably to second grade to probably third grade stuff. Third grade stuff, because yeah. we can't spell everything in this whole sentence. Right. But we can when we're like writing and stuff. But yeah. Like, in a whole sentence, mouthwise, like. What a bitch! She's but probably the only lonely, lonely person in real life. Nope. Um. What else? How are, how's your classmates? They're really nice. My cousin's friends in my class, and he's really funny. And his best friend and his best friend, his best friend, and Parker's also best friend. He's my cousin. But I have a funny question for Daddy. Okay. What do you think you might be if you had to wear something for Halloween? What would you? Who would you be? Oh, I'd be a shower. <laughs> Definitely, no question about it. I would be, I'm being actually Princess Peach this year, and my older cousin's going to be Luigi because Luigi's taller, and Mario's going to be my younger cousin. Okay. They're brother and sister, so. I meant brothers. Brother and brother. Brother and brother. Right. Or as we say in the big leagues, brothers. Brothers. Right. Beautiful. So that sounds pretty good. Um, Let's play a game, Paula. Mm-hmm. We play it a lot of times. We call it the curtain jerker, the mid card, and the main event. I'm gonna ask you for one of each. Right. All right. Let's start. So that's so basically what we're doing here is we're, we're making a wrestling event, a house show, coming to your town, and Paul is gonna book the matches. She's the road agent. She's got access to the history of wrestling. Every wrestler could be on the card. And let's start us off, Paul. What's the curtain jerker? The British Bulldogs versus the Howe Foundation, because I think that would be great because they're kind of rivals. Yeah. Start off with a tag uh, match. Yeah, and it just it just sounds right for <laughs> this kind of match because where we live, it would probably be in Buffalo. Okay. And, like, it would kind of be really funny yeah. if they would have people from both different parts of the country. Right, so close to Canada. Probably a lot of people come from yeah. Canada to cheer on the hearts. Yeah, yeah, from Canada, and then there's England, right? Yeah. And they'll come together, and they'll be like, 
Who um, has the belt? Is it for the belts? Yes, it's for the belts. And who's the champion? Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation are champs? Okay. And they'll probably get so close to each other that they'll want to fight each other. I know you're not allowed to tackle in on there because it's more football player things. But if they could, they would probably tackle each other. Like I tried to tackle mom when she told me a bad prank that I hate. Okay. She said that we were going to Marshall's for my field trips that I'm going to have this year. And I was. Why, you don't like Marshall's? No. Sure, store stinks? Yeah, but I get a lot of clothes there because my mom forced me to get them that I don't even, because so I can get, so I can get back to school clothes. But I really just like Kohl's clothes because they're very comfy. Well, what's that store you went to and got like three hundred dollars worth of clothes? Primark. Primark. So you like Primark then? Yeah, I almost, I almost, um, I spent a lot of my grand grandma's money. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is your mid card match? My main card match would be <coughs> a Royal. A Royal Rumble? Oh, okay. And who would you book to win it? Who would be the winner of your Royal Rumble? My Royal, my Royal Rumble winner would have to be... I'm sorry, I whistling in your face. Let me snap instead because that's less loud. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Okay. <coughs> Andre, um, no, they're already going to be in a match. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to use anyone from your main event. <gasps> Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude to win the Rumble. Because it's going to be all the brownies okay. in the match. Okay. So probably, like, let's say. Like, who would be the first two in the ring, you think? Um, I would do the Red Rooster okay. and the Refrigerator. Okay. <laughs> William the Refrigerator Perry? Okay, cool. All right, now, what is your main event? My main event would be... <clears throat> Excuse me for a minute. Yep. Hulk Hogan versus Andre, because it's, it's just a fun one. It's iconic. Yeah, it's just iconic. Yeah. It was the main event at what, WrestleMania? Three. That's right. Now, would you have Bobby Heenan in the corner of Andre? I would have a very rude manager with me. Well, I would tell him to have a manager with him. Because who knows what he's going to do? That's true. He's a, he's I a mean, giant. Maybe this is the era where they're... This is going to be the era where they the Mega Powder is still together. They're not in. Okay, they haven't exploded yeah. yet. Yeah. And um, Hulk Hogan asked if he can borrow Elizabeth for this match, since he would be that. Okay, so Elizabeth would be in Hulk's corner, and the Weasel Breath would be in Andre's. Yeah. All right, very good. But, good guy, but there's a little twist after that match. Okay. Before everybody leaves, yeah. all, I mean all of them, all the managers are going to have a wrestling match. Oh, a manager match. Yes, a manager match. Okay. And guess who wins? Jimmy Hart. Classy Freddy Blassie. Captain Lou Albano. The Doctor Style Slick. Elizabeth? Elizabeth wins it? Close. It's Scary Sherry wins it. No. Cindy Lauper? Yeah. Okay. 
But she counts because yeah. she's a music star and sometimes she, um, like, assists. Yeah, rock and wrestling. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's one hell of a card, not give me five. Good job. Now, Daddy. Yeah. Can I... Can I give you the same one, but you have to choose the wrestler for your own? Sure, you want me to do one? Yeah. Okay. So you have to do a twist at the end. Like oh, I did. All right. So my mid card is going to be, or my curtain jerker, excuse me, is going to be um, Hercules versus Billy Jerk Haynes in a full Nelson match. And the only way to win is to get your opponent in the full Nelson. Oh, that's a cool one. Yep. That, What's your next one, do? My second match is going to be a four-way tag team match. One tag team in each corner for the belt. We got Demolition. Here comes the X. And here comes the Smash. Then we got the Heart Foundation. Can I just sing our song? Then we got the British Bulldogs. And then we got... The Islanders. I don't have the... I don't yeah, I don't know it either. Haku and Tom. I don't even think they had a song. Nope. So those four teams, one team walks away with the belt. And then for my main event, I'm going to do um, Hulk Hogan uh, versus King Kong Bundy in a steel cage match. And then for a twist, after Hogan beats Bundy, Bobby Heenan says... You might have beat Bundy, Hogan, but you're ducking Paul Orndorff. But he's here tonight, and he's coming down right now. And if you have any guts, you'd face him too. So then Hulk has to wrestle Orndorff in a championship match. But what about this? I'm going to add one more twist to it. To my card? I'm, I'm going to give you an idea of, okay. for one more twist. All I'll right. give you two. All right. You could say Hulk Hogan wins, and then he does this to Bobby Heenan. He picks him up, and he pulls down his pants. Pantses him. Yeah, and then his underwear. And his underwear. That, or he loses, and he gets really aggravated, and he screams on the top of his lungs, and everybody's nervous, and they hide. Mm. Okay, I'll do the underwear thing. <laughs> So then Hulk has to fight wonderful Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and he defeats him as well, and everyone goes happy as Hulk's music, Real American, plays, and Hulk does the posing, and, and I leave. Um, I'll show you this on 3x5, because we, um, we might do one of these things on 3x5 yeah, when it comes two. back yeah, up. Season two, it's yeah. season two. I'll show you what I mean, so that he can move out the chair that he sits in, so I can show you what I kind of meant. I like him pulling his pants down. Okay. Like, so, first thing, I'll show my dad what it looks like. <laughs> I'll, I'll describe it. Yeah, you, yeah. You, he can describe it because I don't know how to describe it. Okay. All right, so Paula's taking her headphones off. She's walking into the middle of the room. She's got blue shorts and a blue shirt on. Um, I was just at cheer practice, so please. Yeah, don't judge her outfit. You can't see. She was at cheer practice. Okay. And she's doing like kind of a Elvis Presley hip shake thing. Now she's doing some posing. Now she's running. I think Hulk's chasing her. Yeah. And then Hulk grabs her pants by the back and pulls them, and down they go. Her pants just went down, but her underwear is still on. <laughs> what? Nobody can see this. Save this for for three by five. Okay. Thank God we're not here. 
Put your pants back on. What's wrong with you? You didn't get us canceled. I didn't put off my underwear. I put off my other underwear because I have a really tiny piece of underwear. My old underwear. Squeaked in my Yeah, butt. She just took her workout shorts down. All right. Go back to your spot here. You nut. Not moony. She thinks she's on a YouTube show. All right, do you have any emails? You got time for one. Yes, I had two, though. Can I just... Oh, let's see how, how long the first one takes. Um, my best... My... Your friend. My my old... My new friend. Okay. He asked, If you were a girl wrestler, what would be your kitty name? He asked for a kitty name? I don't know why, but you had to Whiskers. Do... Mine would be Meow Meow Run. Meow Meow Run. MMR. Meow, meow, run. I like it. I like whiskers, though. What's your second one? My second one was my um my crush slash not crush slash crush. I don't know. Because we really like each other. Yeah. Um, and he asked, if you were Hulk Hogan, but you had it to name, if you were like so Hulk Hogan, and you want to name that for your wrestler name, but you couldn't because it was already a legend's wrestling name, what would yours name? How about stay away from my daughter, punk? My How about be, that for an answer? Mine would be, get away from my family or else you're going to pay because I'm going to tackle you and I'm going to kick you in the butt. That's going to so, be your wrestling name? Yeah. All right, no, I'll answer him for real. Uh, my name, if I can't use Hulk Hogan, uh, my name would be Sulk Sogan. You can't say anything with Hulk in it. I didn't. I said Sulk. Sulk Hogan? Sulk Sogan. Uh, all right paul good job so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a break that came out of nowhere yep we're gonna have dave on next sorry about the cough that just came out of nowhere i did them out they're gone okay never mind that i did not to say that all right till next time paula say goodbye to the people goodbye my name's paula and that's me so bye Thank you for listening to the 24-Inch Podcast. Don't forget to check out my other podcast, The Sportscasters, 10 Years in the Making. You can find it on Twitter, at sports underscore caster, or download episodes wherever you found this podcast. You can find the 24-Inch Podcast on Twitter as well. We're at the number two, the number four, the word inch podcast, at 24-Inch Podcast. Email us at 24inchpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about our friend Peter Winson and greeting from Allentown. It's at GF Allentown Pod. Hey now, we are back. Hollywood. Dave Rollins is in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? It's been a little bit of a while here. I did the Terry Funk tribute show about the three weeks, four weeks ago now. I yeah. can't keep track of time. It just feels like it was just... Uh, Labor Day weekend, and here we are. Almost, we're dancing in September on the twenty first night of September. Yeah, we had about to get that? had to get the kids back to school, as they say. You know, uh, get get things set up, and now I think we're into the fall here. We can kind of try to settle into a schedule, settle into a groove. I hope so. Yeah, yeah get sure. some episodes out as you know, finish strong in the year. And Paul and I explain we're going to do things a little bit differently today, 
and uh, we promised the people that the first thing we would do was uh, was go over some news. Before we do that, though, uh, how about a Guns N' Roses concert review? I know you went to Guns N' Roses since we maybe we didn't I, I, maybe we did a show, but I don't think we talked about it. So how about a real quick or a concert review from your summer? I know we talked Boy George uh, that concert. What about? Uh, a rock and roll. Give me a rock and roll concert review for. Well, I'll summer. do. I'll do my most. I'll do my most recent. So okay. We haven't talked about. I went to see uh, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top uh, last Sunday. Okay, some OGs. Yeah, and uh, Skinner did no originals. I mean, if you want to consider uh, Van Zant's little brother and kind of, uh, you know, right. this is his little brother. He's been in a band quite a while, and they were fun, banging out the hits, boom, 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 and you know, dancing around. I only had you know maybe. Six beers, you know, so I was like perfect. You know, I wasn't wasted or anything, which tends to happen to me at a, a lot of these concerts. <laughs> big tail, these big tailgates and all, which I got to work on that too. <laughs> got a lot to work on. You love here. a tailgate, yeah. You love a tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you had fun with that. But then, um, in between, it started lightning. Oh, geez. so there was like a like a forty five minute delay. I I had seen Skinner a few times before. I'd never seen ZZ Top before, so that's the reason why I went. They were alternating, like Crew and Leopard. Right. So we were getting the ZZ Top closing night, uh, and so we got a few songs in. You know, maybe two I kn- I knew, two I didn't. Then the um the guitar player, or I guess it was um Billy Gibbons, goes into this big long guitar solo, and I mean it's downpouring. I mean, and you're like That's like enough. you could like <laughs> I was like the last one to leave, like me and my friends, but like everybody was leaving, like because we were on the lawn. It's a amphitheater, yeah, see Bank Arts Center, yep. Holmdale, New Jersey. And I was very just, you know, it was nice to be with Soup and Jerry. I went with them, and um, you know, we had some laughs, we had some good times. Uh, heavy set lady uh, promised to buy me a beer, and uh, oh, disappeared nice. into, disappeared into the bathroom and never came out. So we're still wondering what happened to her. Mm. And uh, but uh, yeah, the lightning and the rain. It was just, I mean, it was like Jerry driving home. It, it, you couldn't even like. You couldn't see the road. Like it was almost like points. Even I would say like to pull over. It was, it was that bad. So, I mean, Leonard Skinner, great. I, I can't rate ZZ Top because it's really not fair with the you know, with the weather. And, you know, they can't tell up there what's really what's going on, I don't think, with the, you know, because there's like, you know, 7,000 seats. And they're all covered. Behind it. And yeah. yeah, they're they're covered by the pavilion. And I, so, I mean, I can still say I got to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, but they start playing legs and we're walking out like, fuck. And it's like, yeah. oh, man. You know, but uh, yeah, that was my, that was my last concert, uh, and I got nothing coming up actually. Um, I'm going I to guess maybe Helmet, Aerosmith. Helmet summer. next week. Uh, Helmet, okay. Yeah. Where are they playing? That. No, they're playing at a club here. I um I had tickets to see Helmet play in Buffalo on Friday and Rochester on Saturday. This was a while ago. This was when Paige Hamilton was married to Drew Barrymore. Um, okay. At the time, so I'm getting ready for the show. It's gonna be a Helmet weekend. And Paige falls on his bike and breaks his wrist. Oh, geez. So he cancels the tour, right? And it's like, hold your tickets and we'll reschedule and you can use your tickets. All right. So I held on to those tickets for like two years. So he's like, he, obviously, he plays guitar too, besides. Singing. Yeah, he, he is All like, right. he's the ultimate guitar. Like, he, yeah. it's one of those bands that it could just be called Paige Hamilton. Like, it really Kevin doesn't matter. When James Hetfield got burned in '92, yeah, you no, know, even though he does play nah. guitar, he he just did it without the without the rhythm guitar. Not you know? gonna work, brother. Yeah, not for helmet. No, nah. okay. No, Paige Hamilton is like I said, it could be called Paige Hamilton. The other yeah, guys I don't know are much about them. irrelevant. It's like I'm trying to think of a band where like really only the main guy matters, and then everyone else is sort of interchangeable. 
Um, Did almost say that about a little bit about Van Halen. I mean, maybe. I don't know because they were a number no. one band for yeah. another Not decade Eddie, after I mean, the guy leave. Can't do it. Oh, that. right. Like, oh, if you want to take yeah. Eddie out. Okay. I was thinking yeah, singers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That no, was, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Uh, mm. But there's stars in that band, too. Like David Lee Roth. Big, big and, time. You know, there's stars. This band is Paige Hamilton and five and four jabronis. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, like it don't matter. No, it doesn't there's, matter. There's plenty of bands like that where yeah. you, we just can't think of Can't it. think of one on the spot. Right. Uh, yeah. Warrants was maybe like that, right? It was like Janie, Janie Lane, Lane and some jabronis. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the point being that uh, so those shows got canceled. He's never been to Buffalo since, except for one time at Warp Tour. That was Winger. Oh, Winger is called Winger, though. Right, 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 right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good one. Um, yeah. So he he. So I've been waiting for a long time for him to come. I've seen them since uh, in Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Toronto once. Um, and I had him on the Sportscasters, and I sent him a text. Oh, cool. Yeah, I had sent him a text message last week, and he's got me hooked up. So looking forward to that. Should be All able right, to meet him it. and see the show. I'm not really into meeting people. So, like, if it doesn't happen right away, I probably won't bother. You You're the exact I mean? opposite of Tim yeah. and June. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to bother people. I, no. I just assume they have – I mean, Paige Hamilton, we talk for an hour. He's good. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> interviewed him. Yeah, he's at, he's at an hour with me already. He's good. He doesn't yeah. – you know. But um, he was very nice and said make sure you say hello and all that. But we'll see. Uh, oh, cool. All right. There's some wrestling news I wanted to go over with you. Uh, see what you thought about it. I always like your opinion. So the first, of course, being um, that uh, the companies have officially merged into a company called TKO. Um, UFC and, of course, WWE are the are the the company that that merged, um, and it's run by Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon. Um, they agree, agreed to merge as part of the deal with the Endeavor Group. Uh, Emmanuel's Endeavor owns UFC. They're the majority stake in the company. And uh, Vince McMahon, who sought a buyer for months, settled with them. They got to wait for like all of the, you know, all the things to go through, the SEC, all that. And it's all official. Um, and this week or last week, it officially happened. Um, and when companies <laughs> merge like that, uh, what you usually see then is layoffs. And that happened today. In the WWF, uh, many wrestlers laid off, including Dolph Ziggler. Oh, that's uh, a mainstay. Yeah, and, and one that Ryan wanted me to mention, our friend Ryan, shout out to him. Uh, Rock and Ryan. Madcap Moss. Uh, is that a rib? I don't think so. He says it doesn't matter, but his bro is the DC for the Arizona Cardinals. He's a former um, PC Providence College athlete, I guess. He won the PC, PC athletic tests and whatnot. He said he had sneaky charisma, which to which I was supplied. Well, if he wants to come back, he should have non-sneaky charisma and just be. So wait a minute. Is he let go from WWE or UFC? Uh, WWE. Well, I never heard of him. No. Yeah. I, I, the only name I heard of on the list was Dolph Ziggler and Dana Brooke. And I, only, broke, I, yeah, definitely and I heard her. only barely heard of her. You know what I mean? Like I've heard, I've heard. I knew I tag knew. team with um, Mandy Rose, I believe. One of them fell on their ass in one of the WrestleManias. I think that's Dana Brooke. Now, what I like about Dolph Ziggler is like he likes cool music, like us. Yeah, big crew fan. Yeah, he was at the big last fan. shows. Well, the original yeah, yeah, yeah. last shows in LA and everything. Yeah, good wrestler too. Mr. Perfect in him. Little Shawn Michaels, you know. 
So, uh, yeah, that, that's a big loss, but I think he could fit in AEW. At least there's somewhere else to go. Well, and, and I, I think he, it's one of those things. They're trimming the roster now, right? They're cutting people, yeah. probably getting into a budget, whatever. But that doesn't mean you can't come back in three months even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... Owen Hart, I mean, guys, Owen Hart in our day, guys in our days used to disappear, yeah. you know, then show up in WCW a few months later, come back, blah, 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 like, uh, you know, oh, who loved, what happened to Bad News Brown? Oh, he left. I guess he left. I haven't seen him on TV in a month, you know? I don't know. There's just with the internet nowadays, everything's made a, a bigger deal out of, um, you know, it's, but even um, uh, D'Amato went to Impact. They had, I guess they're doing maybe a little resurgence there or something. I know they had or in smaller places, but um, Westchester County Center, but it seems like they have a, uh, a neat little roster going for them there. So, um, he could probably even go there. This is interesting. So Dana Primack of Axios pointed out Thursday that recent SEC filings stated that all of Vince McMahon's shares for the sale are registered for sale, meaning investors can purchase all of McMahon's 28.84 million shares, likely netting him around $3 billion without the usual red tape and limitations that would normally come with a sale. Essentially, should McMahon decide he finally wants to retire, or the results of the recent federal search warrant and grand jury subpoena served to him were to find any allegations of wrongdoing, McMahon would have an easy exit from the company without endangering TKO's ability to sell McMahon shares. Primac, uh, Primac cites the phasing in, phrasing in the SEC filing, which says McMahon and other parties, including Nick Khan, will be selling shock, stockholders in this offering noting that the phasing is so concrete that it leaves very little wiggle room for McMahon to retain control without these shares. Primac also labels McMahon as both the company's greatest strength due to his experience and its greatest liability, as he was also forced into retirement once over hush money payments to former employees. Crazy, crazy. And now has a federal investigation hanging over his head. All is going on at once, almost. You know what I mean? In a one-year span. Uh, McMahon was recently on hand for an employee staff meeting following the merger where it was said that he uh, looked frail walking with the cane to the podium before addressing the staff. Really? Yeah. I saw, no, I, wait a minute. I saw two p- different pictures. One with him in a suit with hair, with his regular hair and a creepy mustache. But then I see, I'm starting to see, I don't know if it's a Photoshop with like that, the uh, do rag he wore when he was ECW champion. Do you know if that's a Photoshop or is that real? I don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm not. I'm neither of us are current. You know, I really haven't even been paying that close attention to this because I'm just out of the loop in in professional wrestling in general. I'd, I'd like to someday come back come back into it. Um, I'm sure that day will come, hopefully. But um, right now, you know, I'm still kind of out of the mix. But uh, yeah, there were some pictures. You know, one he was with Triple H and a couple of the UFC guys, and he had his, he had the mustache, but he had his hair. But then there's just a picture of just him and Triple H, and he's in a purple suit with a not like a bandana like I would wear or Hulkster would wear, like a um like a a do rag. How can I explain it? More like a um like a an urban, you know, like a um uh a homeboy, you know, like something like that, like that style of. Like, I, I, I don't I think it's, it's got to be a Photoshop. Well, I see a picture of him here standing in front of the WWF and the UFC uh, banner, and he's got hair with that mustache. Yeah. And he's in a suit, so. But there's a bunch going on Facebook, and he's got the old, he, in ECW, he wore, you know, to mock 
ECW, the WWE version of ECW, to mock, you know, that they're so, like, you know, urbanish, hip, cool, you know. Yeah, no, I, know. I have no idea. Oh, gangster, gangster. That's what I'm looking for the word. I'm looking for the word gangster. Gangster, you know. And he has a standing outside Wall Street with Triple H. And I'm almost starting. I don't know if it's a shoot or a work, brother. I, I can't tell. I can't tell what these photoshops are so good nowadays. Well, hopefully he's feeling well. This should make yeah. him Yeah. This should make him happy. Uh, today, SmackDown Seems is... like he was pretty happy enough for the past uh, few years. Yeah. <laughs> SmackDown is officially set to return to USA Network in a new five years rights deal. Uh, the show currently airs on Fox. will move in October of 2024 when the Fox deal expires. So one more year. Uh, SmackDown originally began airing in Fox in 2019 in a five-year deal. Um, it had previously aired on USA from 2016 to 2019. And a number of network homes before that, including Sci-Fi, CW, UPN, and My Network TV. Financial terms were not disclosed, but sources say the new deal is rough, worth roughly $1.4 billion, up from the $1 billion paid in 2019. Now, part- if I had that, mo- I've had that money, I'd be dead in uh, 24 hours. <laughs> As part of the uh, new deal, WWE will produce four primetime specials per year for NBC, making the first time that WWE will air in primetime on the network. Well, that's not true. No. I mean, unless they're saying WWE and that it was WWF that appeared on primetime. Still not true because um, they brought back Saturday night's main event in like 2005, 2006, and it wasn't at 1130 at night. It was indeed on in primetime. That was on Fox, though, right? No, it was on NBC. Oh, I thought um, when it came back, it was on Fox. In 92, it was on Fox. Oh. But then it came back to NBC in like 2006. It was the one where the Hogan-Randy Orton feud started. Hogan came down with uh, Brooke, and uh, Orton started hitting on her, and then RKO'd Hogan on top of a car. Then there's a few more. But um, one of them might have been aired late at night, but I know the one with Hogan was on uh, primetime, 8 or 9 o'clock. Okay. You probably know better than me. I definitely didn't watch them. Um it's unknown at this time exactly what form those specials will take. Um, could they be wrestling? They could be documentaries. No one's really sure. Interesting. Uh, a quote from Nick Khan. NBC Universal has been a tremendous partner of WWF for decades. The interesting thing now is the next rights package that is available now is for Monday Night Raw, um, which is you know negotiated separately. So unless NBC Universal has another billion laying around, that could go elsewhere as well. I bet they stream one of the shows, right? Because everything's streaming nowadays. There's got to be at least one. Right. One well, of them is going to probably NBC that Universal, way. of course, owns Peacock, uh, which is their streaming partner right now. Um, so that could tie in somehow for sure. Yeah, I mean, we know the pay per views are streamed, obviously, yep. but I mean, it's an actual weekly show because NXT is on USA, right? It's not streamed on Peacock. I think that's I don't. Correct. I don't watch. I mean, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. I have to ask my dad. Since he turned eighty, he's watching. He's watching wrestling again. I'm like, this isn't our wrestling. What the hell are you doing? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, look at the way they fly around the ring. I'm like, oh, jeez, old men. <laughs> this is crazy. Inter- this is interesting. Here it says that McMahon uh, currently is the executive chairman of the TKO Group. McMahon, who was the controlling shareholder of WWE, owns sixteen point four percent of the economic interest in TKO. And 16.4, the voting power in the new entity. Uh, he stepped down in 2022, which we know about. 
Um, so that's that. That's the news surrounding the WWE. Lots of stuff now, going on. Now, Steve, yeah. my friend uh, Anthony Pagano, shout out to you, Ant. Um, he was confused about all this, just as I was, and he came to me with uh, text messages and questions, and I kind of made it like a simple equation to him that it's kind of like how Turner owned WCW, but Eric Bischoff ran it. Now, is that kind of like what's going on here? Well, yeah, I think, yeah, the the... The two companies are owned by one bigger company, and UFC is run by Dana White, and WWF is run by Vince McMahon in this moment. Right. Yeah. So nothing changes, really. No. Like like some people, oh, you know, you know the smarts that hate Vince McMahon, like, oh, you know, thank God he's well, gone. He's here's not the gone. one just, thing that changes. He's is in a Bischoff role now in WCW. And the one thing that changes is he has, in WWF, he, he owned 51% of the interest. Here he owns sixteen point four, so he doesn't have voting control. So he could be pretty much fired at any time, right? Okay. Well, as was Bischoff, same thing. Right. Yep. So yeah. that might be a good yeah. comparison then. Yeah. All right. For a long time now, Dave, we're going to move on in a second. But for a long time now, nerds of the sports world uh, have been playing a game called the Immaculate Grid. Uh, it started like with baseball. It's kind of like a Sudoku puzzle. Um, and then once people got into it in baseball. And people who like hockey wanted to play, and then people who like football wanted to play, and then people who like uh, college basketball wanted to play, and golf, and soccer, and finally wrestling. Um, so a couple days ago, this week, CrossoverGrid.com uh, started every day at 1 o'clock. They put out a new puzzle, and the first one had Hulk on it, so I wanted you to do that one, but you can't go back yet. Um, so we're going to do the one they put up today. Uh, and there's three wrestlers across and three down. And where the boxes meet, you have to give me a wrestler. So the three across are, this is what it says, partner of Terry Funk, defeated John Cena, lost to Brock Lesnar. Then down the side is defeated AJ Styles, participated in WrestleMania 17, lost to Shawn Michaels. So, for example, we will start with Holy shit. a partner of Terry Funk who defeated AJ Styles. You need to come up with a name. Who was a partner of Funk, also defeated Styles at any point in time? Oh, boy. I mean, we know it can't be Dory. Um, now you, Cactus Jack? Okay. You, now, remember, there's nine spots, and you can only use everyone once. Okay. Okay, and you get nine bullets. So to speak. And we're doing these with these modern guys, AJ Styles. And I mean, this is who's on the grid. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is going to be tough. So me, we'll, just, do it. we'll just do the best we can. Hold okay. on. Yes, Paula. Paula's up way too late. Driving me nuts. What can I do for you, honey? What do you need? You can go in your bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Paula's going to her bedroom. This girl does not sleep. Now, wait, wait, does this mean like they teamed up once or an actual? It could be like, once. Yes. Oh, shit. A partner of. And all right, a partner and, of Funk. And remember, there's not one guy. Like, there's not one answer. Like, there's several guys yeah. who would fit here. But partner Funk beat whom? AJ Styles? Yeah. Okay. Here's Here, let's start it easier. Let's come back to that all one. Right. All right. Someone who defeated John Cena but lost to Shawn Michaels. Okay, um, Triple H. Okay. Of course, they're going to make me put in Hunter, I guess. 
Dr. Hurst. How Wait till the 80s one comes out. We'll, we'll go wild. Oh, it's going to be under Paul Levesque? I mean, Jesus. This is, they are, this is the first week, so they are, you know, working out some bugs. No, it's got to be under Triple H. Come on. All right, Hunter Hurst. Oh, see, this is no fun because I can't find the guy. Let me see if I just put in Hunter. How about HHH? Yeah, that's the first thing I put in. Oh, let's try Hunter Wrestler. Let's see if that's him. Oh, I don't know if that was him because it wasn't right if it was him. Let me try the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of The Rock for that one. The Rock. He he is also a brick. All right. So someone who defeated Cena. I guess The Rock never lost to Shawn Michaels. No, I was gonna, I was gonna, I don't want to interrupt you, but I was going to tell you it now. Ever? I don't even think they ever met. I mean, they were Rock in the company. Like, Rock doesn't like Shawn Michaels the way he treated him. They were um, in the company when, for a while together. My, yeah, when my, when Rocky was Rocky Maivia, uh, Michaels was um, treated him uh, like like garbage, and I, th- I don't think the Rock ever forgot it. <clears throat> That's when Shawn was at his real that era of him. What about Undertaker? Uh, defeated John Cena, but lost to who? Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um. I don't remember Sean ever beating The Undertaker. I guess this just isn't going to work because, I mean, The Undertaker works. So that that's a that's a shot. That's a goal right there. Okay. All right. All right. Do you have someone who defeated John Cena but was in WrestleMania 17? I believe that was the one at the Astrodome, right? Right. Oh, 17. Yes. Okay. I'm thinking of, I was thinking of 27 for some reason. 17. Okay, so I'm going to do John Cena and was at WrestleMania 17. Okay. Uh, Jericho? He was there at WrestleMania 17. He wrestled Regal. I wonder if we should use him for defeated John Cena and defeated AJ Styles. Okay. All right, let's try him there, Jericho. Yeah. I'm sure Jericho has wrestled Styles in some promotion somewhere along the line, right? Okay, yeah, probably in WWE. That was a good. Say. That was a shot. So now let's find another Cena and WrestleMania 17 guy. Um, Big Show. Big Show's beaten Cena, right? I mean, everybody's almost beaten everybody nowadays. So yeah, right, which is why I was shocked. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, uh, that one I just knew Sean and Rock never, never right, worked together. Big Show works as well. So we got the John yeah. Cena list is full. So now okay. who's someone who lost to Brock Lesnar and Shawn Michaels? Does Hogan someone fit there? Did Hogan? Hogan never lost to Michaels. Never lost to Michaels. Okay. Um, lost to Brock and Shawn Michaels. Brett never worked with Brock. Um, oh, um, Triple H. I was going to say, what about Triple yeah. H here? But again, what do I use? What is his name on here? He's got to be on there. There's no way. It's... Right. I, that's why. I, yeah. But it says, oh, you didn't find someone. Try. 
There's Hunter, Hunter 2. What if I do Helmsley? I mean, this is a major flaw here of this is like mm. that we can't instantly find Triple H. You know what I mean? Like he's one of the. You, just, you, you tried just three H's? Yeah, that's the, you, you know, the first yeah. thing I tried. And Triple H, the word Triple H. Yeah, let's try that. Okay, we got Triple H. Good job, Triple H. All right. I'm going to switch this to unlimited guesses because we lost like five guesses trying to figure out Triple H. All right. All right now someone who lost to Brock who was at WrestleMania 17. I'm the Undertaker. We already used him. Oh, shit. All right. What about um, Kane? I'm sure he lost to Brock. Give it a shot. Okay. It's got to be Kane. Yeah. No Kane. Yeah, I don't remember that match, to be honest. Benoit? Uh, oh, wait, uh, Big Show. Used him. Oh, we used him. Oh, um, Taz. Did Taz ever face Lesnar? I don't believe so. We were already in the bo uh, broadcast Regal? booth by then. Yeah. X Pac. Guerrero. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero beat Lesnar at a pay per view. I remember that. I don't know if Brock ever got the win back or oh, not. I bet he did. Yeah, you yep. try him. He works. All right. All right. Now this is our, our our hardest one is going to be Styles. Let's come back to him. Someone who was a partner of Funk and lost to Michaels. This is where we want to use Mick Foley, right? Yes, definitely. Because yeah, they had Michaels and Mick Foley had a really good match at it in your house. Yep. In okay. '96. That yeah. one worked. So that one was used fifty. That was probably the number one answer because he's at fifty-eight percent of the guesses. Okay. Um, partner of Terry Funk that was at WrestleMania 17. And hopefully we didn't screw ourselves and use every person who, whoever has been. Oh, you know what? Um, I wonder if Shane McMahon lost to Lesnar and defeated Styles. I don't remember a Shane uh, Brock match. We could try it. But the Funk, back to Funk. Oh, Iron Sheik. He was in the WrestleMania 17 in the um, the gimmick battle royal. And who did he lose to? WrestleMania 17 roster partner of Terry Funk. But was Sheik and Funk were a team? I mean, it's a Hail Mary. It's someone from the the same eras, right? Uh, what about okay? Let's think of other people in the gimmick battle royal because that's where we're going to find the answer to this. Yeah. Yes. 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 A horse wasn't in it. So you know, who Dory. else? Who else was in the the gimmick battle royal? Kamala, One Man Gang, Brother Love, Sergeant Slaughter, Volkoff, Volkoff, uh, uh, Hillbilly. Was, kimchi was Lombardi. So, uh, um, Doink, the Bushwhackers, Bushwhackers, Gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, uh, Funk's. Um, what about Michael Hayes? Is he ever team with Funk anywhere? I don't believe so. Funk teamed at R Truth in the WWE, though. No, not R Truth. Somebody. I don't. At, at, after after he was Chainsaw Charlie, that wasn't R Truth. He wasn't there yet. Who the heck was it? He had a team with somebody, some newer guy. At the time, that's who this probably is, and I can't think who it is. In like ninety, in like ninety eight, the Attitude Era. 
Who the heck was that he was teaming with? Oh, Too Cold Scorpio. Too Cold Scorpio. Was he at WrestleMania 17? Maybe. I don't... I don't think he was in the Battle Royal, though. Maybe as Flash oh, Punk? Wait. wait, I got one. What about Stone Cold? Was a partner of Terry Funk? Yep. Maybe in not I mean ECW they may yep. have teamed up once. That works. Yeah. No, he it's okay, it worked. Yeah. All right. Um They were <laughs> Yep, that it worked. Thirty percent of the people said that, so it must have been right. known. All right, we got two squares left. Partner of Terry Funk that defeated Styles and lost to Lesnar. Two guys. We need one that defeated Styles, one that lost to Lesnar. Wanna try two cold Scorpio there? Okay, too cold Scorpio. Too cold. No, he's a brick. No. I guess he probably never defeated Styles. No. I thought maybe on some indie show or something, you know, TNA or something. Um, Do you think Sandman ever defeated Styles? Trying to think of some of his guys from... Try Dory Funk. Who the hell knows? He's, he was in there as an old man a couple times. Try Dory Funk. Okay, we could try Dory Funk. What the hell? Dory Funk Jr., you know, Hoss from the, from the 80s. Not the dad. Not the dad, the Terry's <laughs> brother. Yeah. Okay. That's Terry Funk's brother, Dory. Remember Bruno on yeah. commentary? No, he's a brick. Uh, uh. What about... Oh, man, I wonder if we use, like, I can't imagine there's a lot of names that go on the, uh, you know, Terry Funk and Defeated Styles list or whatever. Tommy but, Dreamer? Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be someone made for, somebody worked with at ECW. Yeah. Boom. Nice, nice, nice. All right. All right. Well, but see, that's, it should, shouldn't be him. It should, you know, it should be, like, people that are actually a tag team. You know what I mean? But that then you don't have a game. And you don't have a, a game. Numer- yeah. The, the whole point of the game is like to pull out the guys, to pick the guy he worked the least with and score yeah, high. Yeah, like with the, it. the 80s one, we'll, we'll start pulling crap out of, you know. Right, exactly. These, we didn't get a great get, yeah. one to do because it's not necessarily our era. All right, we got one yeah. backs left, though. We'll, f- we'll find someone who defeated right. AJ Styles and lost to Brock Lesnar. All right, I got an obvious one to try. What about John Cena? I don't know for sure if he wrestled uh, Styles yeah. or not, but yep, there we go. Boom. Yeah. Okay, so we ranked 306th, and our score was 170.58. Um, all right, I'll go through the most named guy in each spot real quick. Okay. Partner of Terry Funk who defeated AJ Styles, Ric Flair was the number one answer. Partner of Terry Funk from WrestleMania 17, we got the number one answer here, uh, Steve Austin. Terry Funk and lost to Shawn Michaels. We used McFoley there. That was the number one answer as well. Defeated John Cena and was on WrestleMania 17. Uh, the Rock at 34% was number one. Uh, defeated AJ Styles and defeated John Cena. Roman Reigns at 18% was number one. Mm. Uh, lost to Shawn Michaels. Defeated John Cena. Triple H number one. Um, lost to Shawn Michaels. Lost to Brock Lesnar. Triple H number one there as well. Um, the Undertaker is number one for lost to Shawn Michaels and lost to Brock Lesnar. 
And John Cena is number one for lost to Lesnar and defeated Styles. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we get an '80s one, you not know, our best be work. We would have done much better, yeah. much better or in the one, or whatever. The right. one they posted <laughs> the first day, it had like the three different belts, and then it had like Hogan, um, like three wrestlers from our era. It was much easier. All I right. would love to do a Hogan one. I would love, absolutely love it. I'd probably get a perfect score. Me and, uh, me and me and Peter Winston, like whenever a hockey one comes up with the Sabers. Like, our goal is always to fill each square with someone 1% or less. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, like, we can think of, like, insane players from, you know. Now, when are you going to be able to get a hold of the, uh, the Hogan one? They'll either backtrack them or they put up a new one every day. Okay. So, we you can, know what we I can mean? Do it on next, like, I can on tell you because I, I actually did um, a screenshot of it, um, the first one. I can tell it to you real quick. We're kind of running out of time to go through it. Maybe we should have just done that without the percentages. Maybe that would have been a better play. Um, Want to do it next next time? Yeah, well, well, I'll find it. We'll do it next time. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, do the news from June of 1990, and we're going to each do a, top, a Hogan top five list. I'm going to do top five Hogan TV or movie appearances that don't involve wrestling, and Dave's going to do the top five LJNs. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Four inch podcast. We are back. I found the Hulk Hogan grid. We'll do that in a minute. But first, it's time to read the news. All right, Dave. We went with June of 1990 because since there's no Hulk Hogan match on the show today, we went for a month with no Hulk Hogan matches. Uh, and we found June of 1990. So it's, it's a month we wouldn't have done otherwise. Uh, so let's do it here. So here we go. And we start on June 1st. Something that's a staple of these news updates, if you're a, a listener. The Cemetery Club closes at Brooke Atkinson Theater in New York City after 56 performances. <laughs> of all the things that have happened in the world, why does this site think that that's notable? Something I always needed to know, and now I do. Uh, January 2nd. This Seattle pitcher, heavy metal fan, drummer, and photographer, no hits to Tigers, two to nothing. Who was that six seven long-haired Bond pitcher who once blew up a bird that dared fly in front of his fastball. I mean, Mike Piazza is the metal guy, but he wasn't around then. No, um, and he's not a pitcher. Yeah, that's right. What's the, what was the team? He played for the Seattle Mariners. He also won a World Series at the Arizona Diamondbacks when they beat the Yankees, when everyone wanted the Yankees to win in 2001. So he's around a long time. Won many Cy Youngs. He's a tall guy, 6'7". He's got long blonde hair. He wants, I, do I get? I guarantee you know the name once it's said or not? Guarantee, guarantee. no. I thought you might know him because he's big in rock and roll. Like when the when he when he retired, the Mariners bought him like Neil Peart's drum set, and like mm -hmm. they had Neil. Um, his name is Randy Johnson. 
Nah. He's called the big unit. And he's also famous because one time during spring training, he was pitching and he threw a fastball and a bird just happened to fly by and the ball hit the bird and the bird. That's wild. The bird lost. Uh, yeah. You have to. Is that on YouTube? Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what the, the Italian model's face. <laughs> What's his name? He's on the roller coaster and he, the bird flew into his face. Um, the guy from the romance novels. I don't know. Come on. He's a famous model, male model from Italy. Oh, Fabio? Fabio, yeah. <laughs> you never seen that when he's on the roller coaster? No, no. I'd love to see that too, though. Yeah, those are two good. I'm surprised. Those yeah. are old. Of all people that had to happen to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was like, and he was there like as like a promotion. Like he was there to ride the roller coaster. Like I think it was new or something, you know, so they had like Fabio and some other famous, beautiful person ride it. And <laughs> he's going down the hill at like 70 miles an hour and a bird just hits him in the face and. I guess it's a little better than getting getting your long hair caught in the tracks, right? Yeah, and then they they have, like, footage of it pulling up, and the people think he's going to be, like, all happy because he rode the the fun ride, and he's, like, got a bloody bird all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Um, June 4th, Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Uh, Dave was once a patient of his. Assists an Oregon woman to commit suicide, beginning a national debate over the right to die. I remember Jack. I went to a few doctors that uh, tried that on me. Did actually. they? Yeah, all of them. No. Right. Hey, did you meet my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombats? <laughs> all right. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, this is a big day in New York City, Dave. <laughs> but I'm going to sneeze first. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, the New York Telephone Company announces that it wants the Bronx area code 917. So. <laughs> Does that happen to your city where there's like a new area code? They run out of We're numbers. We're 201. Uh, I and, think 973 may have came in the 90s. And nobody we wants the new one. We're 201 and 908. Yeah. 201, 908. Then 973 came in the 90s. I don't know if we have any more now. Yeah, we're, si- we're, we're the 716. And they're like warning that it may run out in a few years. And there's going to have to be a new one. And nobody wants a new one. Mm. Um, it's like, who cares? <laughs> What the fuck is this? Well, people don't want the bad phone numbers. They think no one will call them. But it's not as big of a deal anymore because nobody calls anybody anymore. Right, right, yeah. All right, June 6th for the second time in the season, Cecil Fielder. You remember my 10th C- birthday. Remember uh, Cecil Fielder when we were a kid? Yes, I know the name. He had three home runs in a game. I'm going to read all yeah. the June 6th stuff since it's your 10th birthday. Thank so you. There's three of them. The second International Rock Awards were that day. Wow. Never heard of them, but that sounds awesome. The rock, like rock that we like, rock and roll, or I, like rock, the rock Don Morocco. I I don't think Don Morocco had his own awards. I mean, there was no Rocky John, Dwayne Johnson yet. He I wasn't the rock yet. I don't think it's the. Uh, um, they were held at New York's um, 69th Battalion State Armory and host hosted by Gary Busey and Sam Kinison. Eric Clapton kicked off the live multi city. Broadcast performing with Buddy Guy and later walked off with an Elvis as the world's most valuable guitarist. Hmm. Yes. Well, Sam Kennison couldn't have had too much longer. Then maybe another year or two, right? Until the yeah. car accident. He was a pretty big deal at that time with all the yelling and screaming. He, he went was. Tito, uh, got a big kick out of Sam Kennison. He's in the Motley Crue Kickstart My Heart video, too. He brings him, pulls up to the uh, Whiskey Go Go with him. Big Stern fan, was always on Stern. Right. They wrote a um, 
the sounds of silence. They, they uh, Fred wrote this like unbelievable like tribute to Sam. That's like to the sounds of silence. Um, he had cleaned up allegedly and was driving with his wife. He had just gotten married to one of the twins. Um, he had he was he was dating simultaneously two twin sisters. Wild. And then they the one found out there was a fallout, and he ended up marrying the other one. And they're together driving down the street. You could just say he made a mistake. Like, how can you tell the difference? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. An 18-year-old kid drunk hit him. And uh, supposedly witnesses on the scene said he, he was out of the car walking around talking to someone saying, oh, really? Now? I got to go now? Oh, okay. And then he just sat down and passed away. Wow. Terrible. So rest in peace to Sam. Not that it was yeah. his day, but. Uh, the day after your 10th birthday, Michael Jackson entered the St. John's Hospital and Healthcare Center near his home for chest pains after a dance rehearsal and exercise session. Wow. And that, he ended up dying of a heart attack from other reasons. God, yeah. how many years later? 20 years later. Almost to the day. Oh, 19 years later, almost to, to uh, in June yeah. as well. Uh, June 8th, it's Gary Shandling's show. Last airs on Fox. He it's, passed away as well. It's yeah. his second best show. Is the Larry Sanders show is his best, and it's amazing. Um, I remember both. Sure, uh, I actually can see across the room the entire Larry Sanders uh, box set. I love Larry Sanders. Uh, the French Open on July 9th. Monica Seles wins her first Grand Slam, beating Steffi Graf seven six six to four. What is Monica Seles most famous for, Dave? Um. Her role on Friends, played by Courtney Cox? No, she got stabbed by a crazy fan sitting down in between sets at a match. Really? Yeah. Wild. Sounds like a, a Puerto Rican uh, wrestling event. Right. June 9th, Michael Jackson is hospitalized with inflamed rib cage in California. On oh, my sister Lisa's birthday. <laughs> Guy just can't stay out of the hospital. Yeah. Twice in a week. Oh, my blanket. Also June 9th, Red Hot Organization releases music album Red Hot and Blue featuring pop stars like U2, Annie Lennox, the Thompson Quins, and the recently deceased Sinead O'Connor. Mm. Performing songs of Cole Porter to raise awareness and fight money for AIDS and HIV. That's a good thing. Which luckily they found a cure. Otherwise we might have, not have Dave with us anymore. <laughs> or Magic Johnson. Or Magic Johnson. Uh, June 10th, the Detroit Pistons beat the Portland Trailblazers for the first time since 1974 in Portland. The most convoluted, unnecessary piece of news we'll read today. <laughs> uh, also June 10th, Burger King begins using Newman's own salad dressing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> everyone loves this site. We always say we're going to change it, but we never do. I think I think like it's so bad it's good. Yeah, it's got to be. One of those things. Like what, yeah. They can do anything from June of 90. These are the stories they pick. <laughs> I mean, I can explain my June sixth birthday party would be a little more interesting than some of this stuff. <laughs> this is something I remember exactly where I was when it happened. June eleventh. Okay, okay, this pitcher, a Texan, once a Met, also a Ranger, California Angels, maybe the most pitcher of famous pitcher of all time, pitches a sixth no hitter, beating the Oakland A's. Um, in the ninth, he retired Ken Phelps, Ricky Henderson, and, and Willie Randolph, all ex-Yankees, by the way. Who is Nolan this? Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Very good. You got it. Uh, I remember that day for whatever reason. Uh, Mar- I, was thinking of him, I was thinking of him for the last one, too. But then when you said the teams and then, then you went into like the 2000s, I knew he wasn't around anymore. 
Yeah, good good uh, documentary about him too. If yeah. you're looking for something, oh yeah, what what uh, service? That's eh, on one of them, Netflix, I think. That's, it's so confusing. Yeah, so many of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June twelfth, Mariah Carey, her debut album, which is called Mariah Carey, is released. That's early. I was gonna say nineteen nineties early for her. I remember that's her, the start of it all. Yeah, I, I remember starting to see her videos in like ninety one more. Yeah. It could be one of those things where the album came out in ninety, but she doesn't really hit. Sure. Yeah, the you know first hit. Like look at look at look look at Nirvana. You know what I mean? They had yeah, Pearl Jam was the same way. Same way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what was the hit, big hit on that album. Let's see. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, the Vision of Love was the big hit. I yeah, had I was... a vision of love, oh. and someday. Ooh, I remember someday. that one. I definitely remember that one. Emotions is that on that? No, that's the next one. I think that's I, the next. That, I remember someday though. I don't want to cry. I I actually brought a, an ex-girlfriend of mine to see Mar- Mariah Carey on, on New Year's Eve oh. about 15 years ago. I got some heat for that. Nice. I like Mariah yeah. Carey. I mean, it was all right. She can't. She opened with um, whatever that Christmas song's called, I Want Christmas From You, and she like flew right over us in a sleigh. I thought it was like, something like Tommy Lee would do. You know, I, I thought that was pretty cool. How much did she actually sing, though? Oh, I can't remember. I think, I think she was singing. I don't know. Do uh, you? Because like, yeah. on my honeymoon, I was like, all right. Since we're on our honeymoon in Vegas and she's doing a show here, I'll go to Britney Spears with you. Um, and she didn't sing one note the whole night. But Mariah Carey's more known for her voice than Britney Spears. Yeah, you know, that's, she's like a pop, you know, pop dancing. Mariah Carey's more. I don't know. I can't. I, I honestly don't remember. To be honest with you. Also on June twelfth, Kel Ripken plays his one thousand three hundred eighth consecutive game to move past Everett Scott in his second place. Then in nineteen ninety four. He would go on, or 95, excuse me, go on to pass Lou Gehrig. Uh, it's funny that Lou Gehrig passed away of Lou Gehrig. So ironic. You never, yeah, yeah you never think of it. Uh, June 14th, the NBA Finals defending champion Detroit Pistons uh, win their second. Uh, they beat the Trailblazers 92-90 in Game 5 for back-to-back titles. The MVP was Isaiah Thomas, who was the arch nemesis of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan said he would not play on the Dream Team. If Isaiah Thomas played, so guess who didn't play on the Dream Team? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah I know Thomas. that is. I know yeah. who that is as well. Yeah, yeah. He's from Chicago, and Jordan didn't like him. Wouldn't let him on the Dream Team, and uh, that meant no Dream Team for him. So, so Michael Jordan wouldn't let Isaiah Thomas nope. uh, six man tag with Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine. Nope, he would is not. That what you're trying to tell me? Yes. <laughs> he, would, he said even though they had a nightmare, the in nightmare Chicago, right there in yeah, Chicago right, he, too. He wouldn't. He, no, <laughs> still not getting that kind of help. Oh, crushing blow to alcoholics everywhere on June 14th. So oh, shit. The Supreme Court rules that police checks for drunk drivers is constitutional. Yes. Well, I've had a couple of close calls, but uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I've never um, encountered that. You know they say to never do the roadside things, right? Roadside things? What do you mean by that? You know how if, if they pull you over, they try to do the drunken Olympics on the highway there? You know, oh yeah, take yeah. four Walk steps, backwards. turn around. Just, yeah, never do that it. shit. You just you want to fight your DUI in court, not on the side yeah. of the road, because right. all they're doing, Talk to my lawyer. all they're doing is building the evidence to prove you were drunk. So you want to say no to all that. There might be consequences depending on your state, um, like you might temporarily have a license suspension or whatever. But you don't want you don't want that. You just say nope. I'm not doing anything. It happened to me three times. I never got DWI. I was get I was getting um, pleasured by a uh, female, and I end up going down to one way. 
Oh. And and the cop pulled me over, and I was about 25 years old. And I guess he figured out what was going on and kind of laughed and parked. He maybe parked and said, go get, you know, a friend to drive you home. So I called my friend and stuff. And then we left the car and got it the next day. Then another time, I uh, told the cop I was Vince Neal. He thought that was funny. This is all true. This, 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 I could have people vouch for me. And um, I had my cousin Jackie come pick me up there. And then the most recent one was last summer. I actually ran out of gas coming home from the shore. and But I wasn't drunk, but I had been drinking. And um, uh, when the cop was coming, I thought he was the help that I had called for the right. gas because they were yeah. going to bring me gas. Yeah. So I was like, hey, hey, hey. Like, get the fuck out. Drew me on the hood. I'm like, oh, no, I thought you were here to help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all he did was look in my eyes. And apparently, I was okay. Then the roadside just came. Confusion here. You know, there's a mistake. I don't. But uh, don't, those are my big three. I've never. I mean, I don't really drink, so I've never really been yeah. caught like that. But for some reason, I like to watch. Like the last one, I wasn't the the run out of gas one. I wasn't drunk. I had a few beers in me, but I I, I wasn't drunk. I would have the other two. The other two, I was I was in my twenties. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was irresponsible. I did get pulled over once for. They said I was going fifty five and a thirty five. It was one of those times where. You're on the highway and you're still on the highway, but technically it's not the highway anymore. And the the the, the speed limit just drops, and it's sort of a, almost meant to be a trap. And they pulled me over, and then they're like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" I was like, "No." They're like, "Oh, you're going 55." I was like, "Well, yeah, it's the the throughway." They're like, "No, it switches to 35." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." I'm like, all right, well, give us a second. You know, we'll run your license, and you should be fine. Go on, we'll let you go on your way. So they run my license. They're like, "Oh, you don't have insurance." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Now, when I was 18 years old and I got my first car. I had to get like Willoughby Will. You know what I mean? Like I lived in the city. I was under 18. Like I paid like $240 a month for insurance the first year. Oh, boy. Back then. Yeah. So then the second year, I met someone through hockey who owned a a place and he helped me and got the price way down. But when I switched over, Willoughby told the police that I didn't that I didn't renew my insurance. Which is true, but I had gotten it with another company. So you're trying to explain that side of the road. I got the papers on the cops. They don't want to hear they it. They don't yeah, want to hear it. They just yeah. tow my car and leave me on the side of the highway. I'm 18 years yeah. old. I'm in <laughs> Niagara Falls, right by Niagara Falls. There's a mil- million Falls. Asians with you know cameras everywhere. And uh, so <laughs> I get a ride home. I go to court. And I'm telling the prosecutors what happened. How'd you get a ride home? No cell phones back then. Yeah, I had to walk all the way to the Hard Rock Cafe and ask him to use the phone. Oh, boy. And they they said no. And then, like, one of the waitresses felt bad and gave me a quarter. (laughs) Um, So then I called uh, my mom or whatever, picked me up. So when I went to court, when I had my day in court, I was telling them what happened. And they were so mad that I ended up making money. Like, the judge refunded my tow. The, you know, the price, you know, they, they make you pay rent while after they towed it till you get it the next day. All that stuff. He gave me a check for all that. He threw the speeding ticket out because the pricks who said they were going to let the speeding go. My license was okay. Cited me for speeding. And then whatever. I end up like making $100 somehow in the end. There you go. But, so it all worked out in the end and you made something about profit. But I was, I was so sad to be on the side of the road. On a Friday yeah. night, I think I was just meeting people at the casino or at the park or wherever I was going. I don't know. never got there. Uh, June 6th, You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer peaks at number eight. Right. I was I was one of those people I was confused. I get like a pair of Cavaricis for Christmas from my sisters, but wear it with like a Metallica shirt at school. Oh, I never, <laughs> never, had, the, never had the pants. 
No, actually, those were. I don't think those were Cavaricis that he wore. Those were like extreme Cavaricis, like mm. the little. Um, I don't. I don't know. Explain like uh, the um, what uh, Owen Hart and and Coco would right, wear. Yeah, like, yeah, like Zubas that, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's like that more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June nineteenth, Gary Carter catches his one thousand eight hundred and sixty-two career game, breaks the record. Rest in peace to Gary Carter. Uh, a lot of baseball. I guess it's the middle of June, right? I don't know. Yeah, baseball, basketball. At Yankee Stadium on June 21st, Nelson Mandela dons a New York Yankees baseball cap and proclaims, I am a Yankee. So I have a friend that looks like Nelson Mandela. Oh, nice. Hmm. Uh, June 21st, Little Richard uh, gets a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. All right. And also sang National Anthem WrestleMania 10. That was a lip sync. That uh, I can guarantee. Depressing day. <laughs> depressing day. Yeah. On June 21st, the U.S. House of Representatives votes 254 to 177 to stop U.S. flag burning. Doesn't Didn't pass. Not enough votes. So, That's why they didn't do it with um, Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Hogan. They were going to burn the f- American flag. But instead, they did the Hulk Rules t-shirt. Yeah, good idea. Instead. People don't like yeah. flag burning. No. Yeah. Uh, June 22nd, Adam Sandler joins the cast of Saturday Night Live. Big one there. He definitely went on to become one of the yeah one of the biggest iconic stars figures they ever had. Yeah, yeah. June twenty seventh, uh, Billy Joel performs a concert at Yankee Stadium. Cool. Another guy who went on to big things. That's got to be the uh, we didn't start the fire era. I would say right. Sounds about right. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks, the Down Easter Alexa, around that time. Right, right, right. Seen Billy a few times at the Garden. Man, lots always of, a good time. Lots of Nelson. Man. Nelson Mandela was on tour in the U.S. or something here. Yeah. Oh no, this was a big scandal here. June twenty third. I'm going to read you the entire thing they write here. You ready? Let's do it. Police find marijuana at Chuck Berry's home. <laughs> That's it. You sure it wasn't his cousin Marvin? His cousin Marvin's. Cocaine or uh, marijuana? <laughs> I think it might have been Marvin. Yeah, he yeah. should have blamed on his cousin Marvin. I think he was playing a high school dance that night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's all. Set. That's all says. Yeah, that's all. Says. <laughs> no, no. Then this happened. He got no. he got off, or he had to pay nope. a fine, or nope. just that. Just that. <laughs> Did the police smoke? Sit down and have, say. you know smoke a doobie with him or what? You know, <laughs> doesn't say. Just says they found it. Yeah. Uh, June twenty third. TV Guide selects Arsenio Hall. As TV personality of the year. That wasn't me making monkey sounds. That's what you did at his show. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think I'm racist. That's what they did at his show when he uh you like make a fist and you I, I never I never even put that together. That was supposed to be monkey sounds. Well, I I was it sounded like it to uh. me when I was doing it. I'm like, I don't want people to get the wrong hoo, idea. Hoo, hoo. People yeah, oh, yeah. Hoo, 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 hoo. Yeah, that'd be that better, like, I guess. Yeah. People did that, like I guess it came from there, but that was like a big thing. People did that like sporting events, like everywhere you went. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, he had the most, besides Regis Philbin, he, he had the most uh, wrestlers on at any uh, talk show. Oh, this is a big Daniel. story. Ready for this? June 26th, NBC decides to air episodes of Quantum Leap for five straight days. That was on after Raw, for, or after primetime, I guess, at this time. Yeah, well, NBC aired it for five straight days. And then it went to USA real quick. Uh, <laughs> June 26th, eight Kansas and Oklahoma radio stations. Boycott Katie Lang due to her anti-meat ad. Katie Lang. Refresh me on her big hit. She, I don't know. She's like a little fair type. It seemed like a little later than this, though, when she was her name. I, like I would think like 1995 or something. I think her, she right? was like in a band and then single. 
dancing. Okay. Yeah, like was she in the Proclaimers or something like that? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Oh, June twenty seventh. Everyone's favorite baseball player in nineteen ninety, Jose Canseco, signs a record four point seven million dollar contract with the A's. Right. Um, eighty eight. He was more like the big year for him, right? It was like eighty eight. Oh no! Right through here. They, they mean right they, through here. They won the World Series in eighty nine. They're in the World Series in ninety. Uh, eighty eight. They were. In the, he was big in eighty eight. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah. Still, that you know, he hasn't fallen off yet or anything. Uh, June twenty eighth, the Emmy Daytime Awards presentation. Susan Lucci loses for the eleventh time. Wow. Eventually, she did win, but that was. I remember that as a kid. That's like the one name we know. Yeah, my mom and grandma <laughs> would always be like, is Susan Lucci going to win this year? You know, my <laughs> no-no would be real into it, and then she'd lose. Uh, Marla Maples, former Trump wife. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 7 alumni yeah. as well. Her father sues the National Enquirer for $12 million. Mm-hmm. And, then, and finally, on June 30th, the East and the West of Germany merge their economics that's the winds of change have started dave there you go one of the great songs from the scorpions that came out right around this time too in the mid uh mid 1990 i believe crazy world came out and that is the news good one then uh one that we never would have known we would never have known about the chuck if we didn't decide to take a break and uh cancel our SummerSlam 05 till next summer we never would have known that chuck berry was caught with weed and we will still never know to this day what happened what the end result was with Ch- Chuck Berry's uh, being found with weed. So I'm looking up. I Kate- believe the man has passed on uh, shortly after that. Looking up Katie Lang here. <sighs> Excuse me. She was just a pop star. She started in Canada. Whatever. She's a little fair type. I don't know anything about her music, to no. be honest. We're going to move on. All right. Dave and I are going to give top fives real quick, but Dave, I think, has got them the the immaculate grit grid itch a little bit and wanted to do that that one that had hogan on it so i got it here we won't have let's give it a try let's give it a try if we're, if we're having trouble we, we won't have the percentages yeah. and we don't know we won't know if we're right necessarily um but most of them are obvious okay down the side dave is the wwe championship the intercontinental championship and the wcw championship then along the top is Partners of Sting, Partners of Hogan, and Partners of Vader. So basically, for each guy, you need to think of a partner that won the WWF Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the WCW Championship. So who do you want to start with? Hogan. Okay. A partner of Hogan. Remember, you can only use everyone once, so keep in mind the three guys are Sting, Hogan, and Vader. So a partner of Hogan's that's won the WWF Championship, and what else? IC title and the WCW championship. Randy Savage. For which one? So I think For he Hogan. won all of them. Right, but he won all of those belts. So what square do oh, you want? Oh, which one I put him in? Oh, boy. Um, I guess throw him in the, uh, inter- throw him in the uh, WCW champion. Okay, now I need a partner at Hogan's who won the Intercontinental Championship. Uh-oh. That's easy. I got that one. Damn, that damn outlaw, Ron Bass. <laughs> Cutting Brutus up. Uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Okay. Give me a WWE champion who partnered with Hogan. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Okay. So there you got the Hogan line done. Let's go to Sting next. 
Okay. A partner of Sting that was a WWF champion. Yes. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay. An IC partner. champion. All right. Um, that one might be a little tougher there. Because uh, we already used, oh, Sa- we already oh, used, used Savage. We used Savage. Already used Savage. Savage. Right. Yep. All right. Um, uh, uh, Let's come back to it. WCW Championship. Uh, Luger. Okay, uh, let's go to Vader. We'll come back to Sting. Uh, Vader partner won the WWE Championship. Vader partner. Rick Flair. Okay, you want to go Rick Flair? Rick Flair there. Yeah. Okay, Vader partner won the IC Championship. I can't use Rick Flair again. Um... Oh boy. God, these are harder than you think. The hardest part is putting people in the right yeah. squares, right? Because yeah. yeah, then you lose them. You lose them. Yeah. A partner, Vader. Uh, Bam Bam's never been a champ. Oh my god, God, I, I don't know. Like I would almost say, put Flair in the WCW Championship spot. Then use Mick Foley for the WWE Championship spot. And then all we need now is an IC champion for Sting and Vader. So now you're the WCW guy. Did Sting partner at all with Nash or um, Hall? Nash definitely. They're in the Wolfpack together. Okay. so they're At one time as faces. And he was an IC champ, so that works there. That works, okay. So now we got eight of them. So now we just need... And I see champ who partnered with Vader. Hmm. Now these I see champs after a certain point, after like Gold Dust, I don't know them anymore. Oh, maybe the no Dustin never team with the Gold Dust ever team. You tried Gold Dust. Well, I can't, but I can look it up on the internet. Like I said, I, I don't have the actual grid like we did before. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did Gold Dust partner with? Yes, and 05, I think. they brought, uh, Jonathan Coachman brought them in to wrestle somebody. All right. So the, Yep. I got yeah. it. Yep. Confirmed right here. Gold Dust Invader unsuccessfully interfered in a street fight. Yep. So there we go. We got all nine. Okay. So that's how you play it. Pretty fun, right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. A little I'll... harder for the Hulkster than I, than, than I, w- I would thought. It's, but it, it's uh, easier yeah, when... It's still tricky. It, it'll be easier, too, when you can look at it. When it's in front of your face, you know, you see the squares, you can visualize it a little bit better. Yeah. But all right, next piece of business real quick. We're going to do some top fives. Uh, I prepared a top kind of an, an ode to three by five, which is on hiatus until season two when Ryan's done with football. Um, but I, by the way, I was a big fan of that show every Tuesday night after work or whenever I get home from whatever I was doing, I'd always I knew it was Tuesday night. And I would put on uh, North South Connection. I still watch a lot of the their uh, content. Oh yeah, but we love you, North South. Can you That's answer tough. me? I always forget to ask uh, Rock and Ryan. I called him something else today, Rebel Ryan or something. But um, what does Chronoso mean? Uh, it's chrono- chronology, North South Connection. Huh? Right, because go. we're going in chronological order. Oh, okay, makes sense. And then Noso North South. So North South. Okay. I'm gonna put together. All right, you want me to give my top five first? Or you want to give yours first? Doesn't matter. All right, I'll go first. Top five. Uh, I did Hogan. 
So what I tried to do is put a top five list together of movies uh, and mix them with TV shows, TV appearances, uh, appearances in pop culture. You know, I thought of like music videos and different things, uh, appearances in late night TV, uh, so on. So uh, number five, I have uh, his appearance on the um, music with uh, the Grammys uh, with Cyndi Lauper. Dressed up in a shirt and in a tie, a bow tie. He was pumping his iron with his thing he had back then. And when she won the award, he went up on stage with her, stood behind so her. What like, a big, de- what a big deal! Yeah, I mean, like I know, I know, we weren't wa- we weren't watching quite yet at that time. Yeah, uh, just you know, a year later for both of us. But I mean, my God, yeah, what at the Grammy Awards? It wasn't even the American Music Awards. And, and you know, Cindy, there he is. Cindy thanked the WWF in her speech, which I played at the beginning of the show. Uh, she thanked the WWF. She thanked uh, Captain Lou Albano, uh, and, and she thanked Hulk, obviously, on stage. So a really cool, big crossover moment uh, for the sport back then. I, mean, I don't even know if The Rock has even been on the I mean, Grammy Awards. But at this point, like, it's not even like he's a wrestler anymore. You yeah, know what I mean? It's exactly. more like, yeah. The movie star at this point. Yeah, yeah. like it doesn't count. All right, number four I have uh, in honor of my dear Paula, who's, of course, hopefully in bed for school by now. Uh, the na- uh, the nanny, uh, she loves the nanny, Mr. Nanny, yeah, Mr. Nanny, whatever it's called, the the nanny movie, uh, uh, Hulk's nanny movie. Paula loves it. She laughs hysterically every time he comes on the screen in the tutu. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good little fun movie. Yeah, uh, I hate people who are like, oh, you know, the B movie. Like, all right, he made a lot of money from the uh, from the rentals and all. You know, <laughs> he made money off it. You know, come on. Yeah, it's for I mean, kids, for the love of God. All right. Uh, at number three, uh, Hulk's first of two appearances um, on the A-Team. Or second, excuse me. Season four, uh, towards the end of the season, The Trouble with Harry uh, is the name of the episode. Uh, Hogan helps a kid. <laughs> Hogan and Mr. T help a kid, right? That's always the... Uh, the theme of pretty much anything. That, that's why they showed up at Richard Belzer that day to help those sick kids. These guys, they love taking care of kids. Hogan and T in the eighties. It's episode 21 of season four. Uh, it aired March 25th, 1986. Um, and it's a great episode of the show. It's actually pretty artsy um, for, uh, for the, sh- for the show in general. Um, William Perry, the refrigerator is um, guest stars in it. This is kind of the era where every episode had to have a guest star. That's cool. So it's just a couple weeks before WrestleMania 2. Exactly. And Hogan mm-hmm. and um, and him are on it. A good episode. Uh, the Trouble with Harry. Um, it does like uh, in the beginning like a um, like a like a homage to a mo- like a movie from the 50s. Um, which is I mean over my head like art wise but people who I guess are into that think that's cool. Uh, and then number two, I have his uh, for uh, his appearance on Johnny Carson um, that you can find on YouTube. Uh, that's before WWF, too. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's a Rocky thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not quite sure the date on it. But, yeah, I think it was like a little bit of time after Rocky three been out. You know, like wasn't like while it was in the theater. It was still, 82. I don't think. So the Rocky did come out in '82. Yeah. Rocky three. Okay. '82. Um, he's got the the red muscle shirt on. He's got tinted glasses on. He's got a lot of hair for Hogan. Yeah. Um, he looks awesome. It's just cool to see him 
on an iconic show, you know, like Johnny Carson. Um, and uh, the last couple of years, things like Pluto TV, different services like this have popped up. And um, my uncle watches a lot of Johnny Carson because they air it on Pluto TV. And he called me one day all excited because Hulk Hogan was on. Now, that, that that scene in Rocky, it was a bit part, you know what I mean? And it, it must have made a huge impact. I know it made a huge impact on the wrestling fans, the wrestling world, you know, in the AWA and all that. But, I mean, for Johnny Carson to invite him on for that, I don't know, what, six, seven-minute um, part of the movie, you know, that's saying something. So he, he made he made quite an impact there. Yeah, he showed a picture of Hulk in the third grade. With the big head and yeah, all, yeah. Yep, yeah. so really cool. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, worth checking out. And then number one, his first appearance uh, on the A-Team. Season four, uh, episode seven, November 12, 1985. It's called Body Slam. Uh, it's got a bunch of wrestlers in it, actually. Uh, Ricky Steamboat is in it. Uh, Gene Okerlund's in it. Dynamite Kid's in it. Ricky Steamboat. Bobby Heenan. Rick McGraw. Davey Boy Smith. Big John Studd and Greg, Greg Valentine are all in it. Corporal Kirshner, I believe, too. Yeah, Corporal Kirshner's in it. Um, just a really, uh, it's a really great episode. If you're like an 18 fan, um, they incorporate wrestling into it. They actually filmed, um, at an LA arena show, um, parts of the episode, um, at a WWF, you know, house show, um, uh, actually was September 18th, 85 at the Los Angeles sports arena in LA, the Hulk Hogan versus Greg Valentine match that they show. So the, the Big John Stud match is from 85. They did the filming there. The Hammer match they show is from July 23rd, 84 at MSG. Right. Um, and uh, it's really cool. It's a really great episode. I, obviously, I didn't put No Holds Barred in here because I said no wrestling. Um, so that's my top five. Hulk Hogan, things you can watch on a TV or a movie theater uh, without wrestling. Although, I guess in the A-Team episode, technically there's some wrestling. But it's not about that. You know what I mean? It's about... Him outside of the ring and saving a kid center, of course. Again, of course. There's a little mafia story in there. Uh, it's a top five, top ten, eighteen episode for me and Paula, who loves it as well. It's called Body Slam, so check it out. That's my list. Dave, what do you got? All right. I'm a big LJN, Mark. LJN Wrestling Figures. I also love the Hasbros. Hasbros are a close second. 1A, 1A and 1B. No, I'm not going to call it 1A and B. It's solid 1 and 2. Uh, after that, not too much with the figures, you know, figure, uh, I actually like the WCW, uh, knockoffs of the LJNs. That's a whole nother story, but those three lines, that's all I did. Dave, but one, uh, one the, second. I wanted to say this just cause I thought of it. Sure. This Shoot. is the segment. Our dear friend, Calvin always wanted to hear. Uh, oh, so Calvin, yeah, rest, rest in peace, peace to Cal yeah. and hopefully wherever he is, he's listening to this. This is for you, buddy. Go ahead. It's just that you never know. We never got around to it and you just never know, you know? Yep. 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 But this is what he wanted oh, to hear. Boy. So this is for him. Go ahead, Dave. This is dedicated to you, Cal. Okay, I'm going to do uh, top five I got a t- uh, of me finding the wrestlers. Not the actual the way they look or I who like I like it. to play with as a yeah. kid. This is me fi- uh, finding them in the store. I can actually tell you, go through every figure and tell you how I got them or where I got them. or what's- I know that's crazy to think, and people might think I'm making it up, but there's something in my brain that's kept it. I'm really good with dates, too. I, I, maybe I'm, I don't know, a weird person. Well, no, I'm definitely a weird person. But um, anyway, besides that point, uh, let's get to my top five findings of LJNs in the stores. Uh, one's not in the store, but you get what I'm saying. Number five is going to be a tie. Uh, we're going to start with the WWF referee. 
me and Uncle Tito on a summer night in 1987 uh, took a ride to Paramus, New Jersey, Toys R Us on Route 17. We looked through all the wrestling figures and saw all the regulars. Hillbilly Jims, Iron Sheiks, Mean Jeans, Nikolai's, some tag team boxes, but nothing special. But we always would leave and go to the register, buy a pack of gum or Coke or something. So we're over there by by where they, you know, the registers have the gum and some candies and stuff. And what's laying there on the ground is the referee, WWF referee, brand new for 1987. He was on the back of my heart foundation and bees, so I knew he was coming. But it was just like, holy shit. It's almost like slow motion grabbing it. It's like, what? And boom, I had the referee. And you, I didn't see him in a store again. Uh, this is a white shirt version. There's a blue shirt version that came a bit later on a ca- uh, Canada card, Canadian card. But this is the American white shirt version. And I hadn't seen him again, I don't think, till around Christmas time in the store that year. And this is the summer of 87. Still summer of 87. I pull up from grocery shopping with my mother in, into my driveway. My, my friend Peter, who lived down the street from me, his parents' uh, house, he come running down the street. He's, and he's like, my brother Joey has a wrestler that you don't have. I go, it's impossible. I have them all. There's, there's, there's nobody. <laughs> and he goes, no, I swear. And he goes, I can't remember his name, though. I go, you're lying. And he can't remember his name. Greg the Hammer's manager. And that's Johnny V at the time. And I go, Johnny V is on the back of the, uh, back of these, back of the ref card. So I ran down to I remember yelling, my mother yelling at me, boom, and they show me Johnny V. And it's, it's like I'm on a mission now. I have to have this figure. I mean, it, 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 there's nothing else in the world that matters to me. I remember I mean, that. I remember those I, I mean, moments. It, it, yep. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, there's nothing. So my dad takes me to um, – I, I usually eat Bevel Tobacco. I know Rocco Martone uh, from North-South Connection knows a lot about um, Bevel Tobacco. They didn't, they didn't have these yet. And usually they'd be the first. Uh, they were starting to slack around this time. It might be around the time when they, they sold it to an Indian family. And they were still getting the wrestlers, the Indian family, because they know they sold them, but they weren't coming in as quickly. But anyway, so my father took me to Toys R Us, Jersey City, New Jersey, Route 4, no Johnny V. So finally, we takes me to North Bergen, Toys R Us, the first time I've ever been there, North Bergen, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, the same old wrestlers, the same old hillbillies and Iron Sheiks on the hook. So my dad said, let me ask a, um, a, um, a worker here and about it. So, you know, my... my Neighbor found a Johnny V, Johnny Valiant here, and everybody knew the wrestlers. Then, oh, luscious Johnny V, yeah, I think we have one in the back. Boom, comes out. I, I remember my dad like holding it. Oh my like, yes. So it didn't even take two hours, and I have my John, I have my Johnny V. You should have went. Okay, she went to West Carwell. It was Carwell. West yeah, Carwell. Closest, <laughs> closest one is that Sopranos reference. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Before the big fight. Yeah. Uh, number four. Um, there's a store called Consumers. I don't know if they had them in your area, but it was like a um, a catalog store. You'd see yeah. stuff in a catalog. We had one similar. It's called um, yeah. Brand Names. Okay. And they'd have to go in the back and get it. Yep. And Macho Man was really hard to find. This is in November of 1986, right before Christmas. And my family, the way they were, if they bought me something and it was before Christmas, I wasn't allowed to have it till Christmas. Right. Yep. If they found it in September, I was cool. But if it's, if it's November, if it's after Thanksgiving, I'm fucked. Yep, you know yeah, what I mean? Yep, so it's going this under is the tree. Un- so e- yeah. even Uncle Tito. But the Macho Man was in their calendar. We couldn't find him in any other store. And they're like, yeah, we have him. 
So it was like, I'm, the girl had to be a high school girl, maybe even a junior high school girl, but it's a really young girl. I was six and I, I thought of her as like my, almost like a, my age limit, even though she was, I had to be older working. And, but she knew wrestling, you know, this is November of 86. And she goes, and I'm like, wow, I finally got a macho man. I've been looking everywhere for her. She goes, well, we also have the British Bulldogs back there. I go, no, you don't. They're not on the back of any car. They're not anywhere. They're like, no, we have the box set. The Br- and even my Uncle Tito, we both looked at each other. Like the three students would look at each other like, huh? And out she comes with the Bulldogs box. It's like, what? It's They were so hard to find. Anybody that collected LJNs listening to this know how hard those Bulldogs were to find. And, oh, my God, leaving that store, Macho Man Bulldog, even though I had to wait a month or whatever it was to open them. But, oh, what 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 time. And Dave's Never. a little shy to tell the rest of the story, but Uncle Tito then negotiated Dave's first hand job with the with the girl behind the counter as well. <laughs> that's what, that's well, I what did say, great I, guy that Tito was. Yeah, I, I did say on the last show that while I was watching National Influence Vacation. Yeah, exactly. Something, something happened. Yeah, yeah, so we tied it. We tied it right in there. Um, speaking of. All right. So t- speaking of ties, number three is another tie. Uh, this both occurred in November of 1987. It's when you have a lot of those school days off for teacher-parent conferences and teacher convention and election day and Veterans Day. So one of those days, Anthony Pagano's father, Tony, very nice guy. I saw him recently. He's doing well. Uh, he lived in Bayonne. Anthony's parents were divorced. And uh, Anthony's father would take us out. He would take us to the movies. He would take us bowling. He would take us different places. And there was a store in Bayonne called Toys Lad, owned by Asians, and it, and they were awesome. They had every. It was a small store, but they they had everything. And I didn't even know if I knew he was coming out or not. And they had a big wall of wrestlers. I mean, they had everybody, but yeah, but I had them all. But then, boom! I look, I see, I look a little closer. It's King Harley Race. Uh-oh. I'm like, what the king? Like, oh my god! I had no idea he was. He wasn't on the back of the card yet. I had no idea he was coming out. Got the king in November '87. Got to open him. Now, too, when so you're there Tony. with with Mr. Pagano, does he just like pay for you, and then your parents reimburse him? Or are you walking around with a wad of cash, or how does that work? No, I, I, I believe he paid. He paid for it. He paid for it. Okay. It was probably eight bucks or something. Yeah, I think he paid for it. Yeah, different world uh, back then. Yeah. yeah. Then um, later that month, on another one of these days off, we are in uh, the West Belt Mall, which is near the Willowbrook Mall in uh, Wayne, New in Jersey. West Carwell. Right by West. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about two minutes away from yeah, West, West Carwell. Right yeah. yeah, we're talking about two minutes away. And now it's my mother, me, and Aunt, the same, the same young man, Anthony Pagano, and we go into another Asian. These Asian-owned toy stores were the best. Uh, we walk in, and they're the wrestlers. And again, they have a bigger uh, amount than Toys R Us would. And Billy Jack Haynes is staring at me. Billy Jerk. And Billy Jerk. Wasn't on the back of the cards. Had no idea he was coming out. And I remember Anthony pretended to pass out in the store because we were so. Because we were. So, I'll never get the vision. I'm actually we were so shocked that we found Billy Jack Haynes. We had no, not a recollection in the world that he was even coming. Now, does Anthony Jack remember Haynes. this, or only because you say it? Only because I say it. Okay. Anthony has a terrible memory. He, he remembers the he Harley race one with his father, though. Okay. He remembers that. The Billy Jack one. I'd have to, he might remember that. He might. I have to ask him. I think I might see him this weekend, so I, I, I'll have to ask him that. Right. Great family man, by the way. Number two, uh, my aunt. This is September of 1987. Now we're going back a few more months. My aunt Dolores, who's Uncle Tito's wife, my father's sister, went to a Chinese auction. Now, little did I know she even went there. 
I went to bed that night. It was September. I think it was the first or second week of school, right around this time of year. Could even have been September 21st. Who knows? And my de- she comes to my house with Kamala, Adrian Adonis, and Vince McMahon. And my father couldn't help himself but to wake me up. And I put the light on in the room, and there's those bright blue packages just leaning up against the wall. And I knew Kamala was coming. I knew Adrian was coming. But I don't think I knew Vince was coming. And you didn't see Vince. I don't think I saw Vince in a store for a year after this. A year after this. But it was, I remember bringing them all to school the next day. Everyone's like, oh, where'd you get Kamala? Like, what? Like, I, nobody's seen any of these figures anywhere. And, and it, it was it was just crazy. Just, just having these where nobody else could find, you couldn't find them anywhere. And of course, number one, I've told the story a million times. I didn't start uh, collecting them until late summer of 86. And Jimmy Snooker had already been discontinued. And we tried everything. And I mean, everything to find the Snooker. And uh, Christmas of 86, you know, opened my Bulldogs, opened my Savage, a bunch of Bendies, you know, whoever else I got that uh, that Christmas, maybe um, Santa, uh, no, I think maybe uh, Corporal Cursor and George Steele, but um, no, no Snooker. So it was like, ah, I'm still one down, you know, like, uh, yeah, then the BB gun. but yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then let's go give uh, your aunt and uncle their, their gifts from us. Let's go over to their house. And I had already opened my gifts from them at my house. So we drive them just right around the corner to their house. We go in. In West Caldwell. Their gifts. They lived in this West is Cardi. Oh, okay. no, no more West Caldwell. <laughs> and uh, they give me a gift, and it looks like clothes. And I opened the, the – they always say, well, we have one more gift for you that we forgot to send to your house last night, Santa Claus or whatever the hell, even, even though I was there when they were buying the gifts. <laughs> right, <yeah>. But <laughs> – and I open it, and there's paper all over the place, and there's a loose snooker in there. Boom. Uh, my aunt's friend's uh, grandson or nephew grew, starting to grow out of it. It's like, yeah, I'll give you – I have snooker. Like, yeah, take him. What? And they make the story even – so that was the best Christmas of my life. I, my, my collection up to that point was complete. I had everything. <laughs> Funniest thing, the next day, Belleville Tobacco was our wrestling store. Posters. Puzzles, all the figures. They'd get them early, this, that, but still, they still had no snooker at the time. We walk in there to tell them that we got a snooker because they were trying so hard. And the guy, I never forget, his name was Dominic. He goes, Look, and he points up on the rack, and there's a snooker sitting there. And my uncle didn't know if he wanted to laugh or cry. Dominic said, Yeah, we were doing a clean out this morning after Christmas in the back, and, uh, you know, one, one was stuck in between. Something back there. We bought it anyway to have two, just just for the point, just to buy it, have the package, have the poster, and all. But <laughs> what are the chances? What the so, hell? Never, never saw one again in the store after that. Never saw one again. First that was of the all, only time I ever saw. All those stories are amazing. Thank you. Uh, it's so incredible you remember them. You're a lucky guy. I have a good memory yeah. too, and I hold on to the memories, especially like of my grandmother, because um, no one knows her but me. Like in terms of the grandkids. So it's cool that I remember shit. I have a good memory. I don't have a good memory for anything from like 2011 on. Right, but right. Before yeah, 2011, yeah. I remember everything. Um, I blame the anesthesia. But anyway, could be. Uh, what percentage of your collection is boxed, and what percentage is unboxed? Uh, right now, I'd say about uh thirty percent is boxed. Okay. And unboxed, hundred percent. I have them all loose. You have them all loose, mm-hmm. and, and you have you have thirty percent of them boxed. 
Uh, there's about 70, 71 in the collection. I mean, I don't count every single variant. I mean, I'll count SD Jones. Right, right, two, right. Two completely different shirts. I'll count the referee, two completely different shirts. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to count if the Hart Foundation's pants are a little pinker and a little sure. purpler in one yeah. or another. You know what I mean? But I'd say there's right around 70. So I'd say I have about 30% in the package. And out of those 30%, 10% are signed. The package. Wow. And does that make yeah. it more or less valuable? Oh, I would say more valuable, more? Okay. without a doubt. But except for Bruno wrote to Dave on, on mine, so I'd have to sell mine that to another Dave. <laughs> or <laughs> but the um, collector just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get myself to you know my I my Terry Funk sign, my Hogan sign. You did sell Bruno one sign. though, right? I sold no, not technically. I sold oh. Sergeant Slaughter, who's not really part of the line, he's part of Hasbro made okay, yep. before Hasbro got yep. into wrestling, they made an LJN style figure so he does definitely doesn't count as part of as a part of the line but i sold him for uh, 300 how much do you think your collection's worth you know a lot of them you know the car the the loose ones nothing nobody wants anything loose. i mean the warrior maybe oh, the loose ones are probably if they're loose. in good shape at least 25 each yeah i mean some of them are in good shape some of them are in terrible shape i mean they're not like they don't have like arms ripped off or anything but yeah. you know just beat up and paint war and all stuff uh, but the cards, you know, some of them are, you know, the cards, you know, some of them are bent. Like I have val- my, my Valentine in a card, actually, I tape them back in. They just start, after a while, they start opening, you know, on their own. My bees, killer bees, I have, staples, I have them single cards. I had to put a couple staples because they just start, the, the glue starts coming off after a while. Probably because I keep them down in my basement. Probably shouldn't do that. But, uh, God, I don't know. I mean, it dep- it, what, it's, what it's worth to my next door neighbor Two bucks, what it's worth to right, exactly. a wrestling collector. Right. You know, I don't know. Whatever you know, someone maybe will pay tw- for. Maybe, it. maybe 20 grand. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very so. cool. Excellent stories. Thank you for that. That was really good. Oh, you're welcome. Rest in peace, Cal. All right. We yes, are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do emails, we'll do plugs, and we'll let you know what we're going to do on the next episode of the 24 Inch Podcast. Ooh. West Caldwell. West Caldwell. All right. Hold on. It's West Caldwell. I am a real American Fight for the rights of every man I am a real American Fight for what's right Fight for your Four inch podcast. We are back. One more segment. Quick plugs: the Sportscasters podcast. Don't forget to check it out. All episodes of the Sportscasters and the Twenty Four Inch Podcast are on our SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com/sports-casters. You can follow me on Twitter at sports underscore casters. Email the Sportscasters at gmail.com. Instagram at Sportscasters. Uh, if you update your iPhone to iOS seventeen. Now, when you listen to episodes of the 24-inch podcast on your podcast app, the 24-inch podcast logo appears. So, oh wow, it looks really cool too. So, a uh, new wrinkle there if you have iOS 17. 
24 inch podcast uh, is also on our uh, Sportscaster SoundCloud feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, at 24 inch podcast on Twitter, at 24 underscore inch underscore podcast on Instagram, 24 inch podcast at gmail.com. And on Facebook, just search 24 inch podcast and join our group. Many memes there. Uh, and that's all the plugs for today. Let's do some emails, Dave. Why don't you fire us off? Okay, we'll start with the man from the City of Angels, uh, Tim Mangione. What's up, Tim? Tim, uh, right. what do you guys think of the amazing news of AEW dropping that turd CM Punk? Fantastic news. Couldn't have happened to a better person. Also, kudos to Steve on his show where he interviewed my brother, Fred. Good yes. stuff. You yes. want to go first because of Fred? All right. Sure, yeah. If you listen to the Sportscasters a couple episodes back, uh, Fred uh, Mangione was the COO of the New Jersey Nets. Also worked for a few years with the New Jersey Jets, the New York Jets, uh, although they play in New Jersey. Um, and uh, had a fascinating story to tell. Talked about selling tickets to the 99 Women's World Cup, uh, getting his start in professional roller hockey, which I think I blew his mind that I even knew what that was. Um, we had a great conversation. He had awesome stories about opening Barclays. Uh, stuff about um, Jay-Z, meeting Jay-Z, being in meet, business meetings with Jay-Z. Who? Uh, the rapper Jay-Z. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and also, he talks about Pearl Jam concerts at Barclays, Bruce Springsteen concerts at Barclays. An interesting story about Pearl Jam setting the record for tickets sold for a concert there and Bruce finding out about it and vindictively breaking the record. Uh, uh, he ain't no boss of mine. Yeah. Um, I'll tell the story for you so you can hear it, Dave, real we quick. We call him the employee. So uh, Pearl Jam, they sell tickets all the way around the arena because they don't have any staging behind them. Like Metallica. Right. So you can – well, yeah. Metallica actually plays in the center. In the round, like a wrestling Pearl Jam match. still plays at the far end, but you can watch them from behind. Okay. Like, yeah. The, oh, people that could oversell could do that. Yeah. Like, I, I, Van Halen, when Roth – Came back in 07, did that. Yeah, just because there's no yeah. staging to block it. Yeah. It's different. They usually, at the end, they'll turn around, play a song for the back. Um, and because of this, they set the record at Barclays. Like, Jay-Z played the sold-out shows, but he's got huge stage. It's like a WrestleMania stage, right? So maybe he only got 13,000 max in there. You know what I mean? Right. So Pearl Jam has the record. And then uh, the next year, Bruce plays. And um, the first night is over. And... Uh, Fred is in the in the ticket box and Bruce's manager is there as well. And the ticket guy comes up to Fred and says, hey, your boys still have the record because apparently Bruce sold around too. Uh, but he sold 49 less than Pearl Jam did. Probably just whatever he made available just happened to be a few less. So Pearl Jam still had the record by 49. Well, Bruce's manager was there. So the next day, night two, he made sure 55 more seats were available. And oh then, my god! And then how he, petty is that? And then he made the Barclays put out a press release announcing that they broke Pearl Jam's record by six seats or whatever. Now it seems petty, but the reality is, is Pearl Jam and Bruce Springsteen are close, and I think that was just ribbing between the two sides. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think. Well, first of all, Bruce Springsteen himself probably never knew, um, and uh, I think it was just playful ribbing between the two. Okay management groups but a funny story nonetheless uh fred, it was like a tony tony Khan move or something yeah, like that fred said he was gonna fire the ticket guy for opening his mouth in front of uh bruce's guy and cost him pearl jam the record um 
So good guy. Check that out. Uh, Esther CM Punk. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, fuck him, I guess. He punched a guy, so they fired him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like CM Punk as a wrestler. I don't like his antics outside the ring. I don't know if he's being a dick as a work or not. I don't believe so. He seems to just... I, I, I caught on to him very easily from the beginning. I said, this guy's a, a dick. This guy, it's something about him that I just don't... Outside of the wrestling character. I, I could, saw something there. You know, um, something something's not right with him. Well, he's However, an, He's an angry guy. Right. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Someone I wouldn't get along with. However, I I uh, will take the high road, and I don't like to see anybody lose their job. So that's my answer on that. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Um. AEW is the weirdest thing because they'll sell eighty thousand in Wembley, and then you look at their attendance numbers domestically. Three thousand. They're getting arena, three thousand or less. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the idea that I don't think they get a lot of shows there in in Wembley. Now all of a sudden, you know, well, yeah, you and you're Chris selling Jericho to the entire entire continent. Yeah, it's yeah. one show for all of Europe, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. The wrestling fans will they'll, they'll never they'll never understand. All right, what else you got? Okay, and the great Kevin Hogan's been a big help to me lately in my personal life. Uh, thank you, uh, guys. What are your thoughts on putting enhancement talent into the WWE Hall of Fame? This is a good question. I've heard other podcasters discuss it. And give their opinions. I was wondering what you guys thought. While they weren't always getting the wins, doesn't the fact still we still remember and talk about Barry Howard's Iron Mike Sharp count for something? What are your thoughts? I'll go first. Uh, yes, I think the enhancement guys. Well, I think all the guys who drew the most money are the first people to go into the Hall of Fame because that's what wrestling is about: drawing the money. But eventually, when you start running down out of the guys. The jobbers or enhanced talent like Mike Sharp, Barry Harwood, Steve Lombardi, SD Jones. SD Jones actually is already in. But the guys that actually went on the road should be in the Hall of Fame. The guys that were just flowing in for the tapings from the wrestling schools should not be in the Hall of Fame. Just for the Super Size Challenge, the guys that didn't go on the road. But Mike Sharp was on the road and was around from 1980, was around for 11 years, maybe 12 years. Absolutely, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He broke his balls, you know what I mean, for that company. You know, he was on the road, you know, uh, Jones too, and, and uh, Steve Lombardi, without a doubt. He he wore many hats in the WWF. Um, Kim Cheese was one of them, to be honest with you. And um, so, yes, absolutely. But I think always the guys that drew the money are first. So that's where... King Kong Monday not being in comes into play. And yeah, I know all this concussion lawsuit and whatnot, but I don't even know if Bundy was a part of that or not. But yes, eventually I think everybody that was around for like someone maybe like nails shouldn't be in because he was around for such a short period of time. But guys that guys that were mainstays that were around for several years, you know, three years, four years hitting that road, not being with their family, you know, drawing money, and stuff, um, or helping guys draw money as Mike Sharp and Barry Harwoods did, absolutely, they, they should be in there. Uh, Steve? Well, I think, first of all, the winning and losing aspect of it, it doesn't matter because that's pretty No, because it's not real. Right? Yeah. So I'll make an analogy like to a hockey team, right? Let's talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, of course, if you start, let's say you started one now, right? Nobody's in it. Of course, the first person you're going to put in is who, Dave? Wayne Gretzky. Right, because he scored the most goals. He has the most points, right? But this is, re- this is a real sport we're talking Hold about. Hold on, I'm making an analogy yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. Okay? So 
the Hulk Hogan of wrestling is Hulk Hogan, or the Wayne Gretzky of wrestling is Hulk Hogan. So, of course, right. he's going in first, right? There's a hierarchy to Hall of Fames. There's the elite, elite, elite people, you know, which would be Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, you know, John Cena, Steve Austin. That would be the Wayne Gretzky's, the Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr, you know, those guys. Then there's also other parts of hockey that are very important. Let's say the goalies. They don't score any goals, but you can't win without them. We got to put the goalies in. So who will we compare the goalies to in wrestling? I don't know, but those guys got to go in. Then you got the fighters, the enforcers, you know, uh, the uh, the general managers, the coaches, the media, you know, there's all different kinds of people in the Hall of Fame in hockey, not just Wayne Gretzky, right? It's not just the scorers. Yeah. It's not just the guys who the media really liked, you know, or the McMahon family really likes. So, of course, there could be a place for, for them. The Brooklyn Brawl, there was a gimmick. He had a gimmick, right? Of course, he deserves to be in. Yeah. He's probably the best enhancement talent of all time. Uh, certainly the yeah. most famous, right? Most famous. Right. But yeah. Um, and, and you couldn't have had wrestling in those eras without enhancement talent. Um, so I think there's a, you know, if there's a place in the locker room for them, I think there's a place in the Hall of Fame for them. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. And the, the, the time that they were around, too. I mean, 10 years forever you know mike sharp then brooklyn brawler forget it he was there for 30 years you know yeah so yeah. uh yeah yeah without a doubt the hall of fame is really i don't even i couldn't even tell you who headlined it was the undertaker last year or two years ago i don't even know anymore yeah not last I, year. That, that's even it was it was still really good up until not too long ago but um in the past maybe three or four years that's even uh hall of fame's even gone downhill the last one i was at when um Hogan inducted Beefcake and Bret Hart got tackled by that nutty fan yeah. with Jamaican Hatta. That was a good one. That was the last good one. Honky got one in. Uh, Harlem Heat went in. It, it, that, that was very good. I was there live. But uh, after that, it seemed to all fall apart. The last class was Rey Mysterio. Um, uh. The Great Muta. And Stacy Keebler. Yeah, I mean. Andy Kaufman was the... Okay, uh, it's coming back to me now. And Tim White won the Warrior Award. And that's it. So they didn't put many in. That's it. They had not many in. A few more. They could have threw a Bundy in there, you know, a, a, a deceased guy. You know, it would have made everybody, uh, people like us happy. All right, one more. Ryan from Massachusetts. Rockin' Ryan or uh, Rebel Ryan. He says, if Terry Funk stayed in the WWF through the Golden Era, what's his ceiling and what's his kayfabe achievements? Also, is he a bigger star at the end of the day? Okay, so uh, he really only had one feud, and that was with JYD. You know, um, it went on for quite a while. Yeah, 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 I guess you call Hulk one if there was really no angle. But, uh, yeah, they did a lot of um, house shows uh, together and a Saturday Night's Main event, of course. Uh, But angle-wise, JYD was the one. Uh, His next angle, I could see him uh, uh, um, branding uh, Steamboat, getting into a good... um, a good angle with him going around the horn with the dragon. The dragon loved getting injured, and uh, somebody somebody had to step aside though, oh, uh, Jake or somebody, for uh, for that feud to take place. But uh, oh yeah, I think he could have been a main uh, around a little longer, like a Harley race. Um, race was around from uh, race was around for a good solid two and a half years, 
you know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Funk would have won a belt. I don't think he's that type. And it, I mean, I know he was NWA champ and all, but I mean, uh, in the 80s, WWF Golden Era, I don't think he needed a belt. I think he would have been in some cool feuds, did a lot of damage to people, you know, and and just, you know, I, I don't see a face turn there anywhere either. Just, you know, hung around maybe through 89 or something and then disappeared into the night back into WCW. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I'll say this. Um, he would have absolutely been a bigger star if he stayed in the company through the golden era. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, Coco Beware is maybe a bigger star to like a name casual wise, person, yeah. you know? Oh, without a doubt. I can say name uh, to my mom. I said, you know, Terry Funk died today. She's like, he rings a bell. If I said Coco Beware, she'd be, oh my God, she'd know in a second, yeah. you know? So absolutely. Um, as far as achievements, like, look at if he stayed a long time, he would have got a belt. Like Piper got a belt, right? I mean, he would have had a run. Oh, that is true. You know, at some point, um, they would have put it on. Put, I. And he's such a good tag team guy too. He could have easily, you know, yeah. Been, him and him and Hoss could have been a tag champs. You know, they could have thrown a team uh. together to, you know, when the when um uh Heenan's team came in from WCW, uh, Anderson Brainbusters. Brainbusters. He could have easily found a guy to feud with them. You know, or whatever. So I think he would have got something in terms of kayfabe achievements, and he absolutely would have been a bigger star in the end, no doubt. Um, but uh, he would, he still would have had to have a farewell match that that one guy could rough. Oh my God! Now I almost forgot. I'll cut you off there, Steve. We, we had our Terry Funk uh, tribute show that we recorded yeah. the night he passed away. The next day. We haven't gotten a chance to say rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. Oh, Bray yeah. Wyatt, wow, yeah. He passed away that very next day. I was going to a fantasy draft, looked at my phone, and heard the news. A tragedy. Crazy. Then also um, a man, an older man, but we also lost General Adnan uh, yeah. later that week. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a rough uh, stretch there for wrestling, especially with uh, Bray Wyatt. My goodness. He's younger than us, you know? Horrible tragedy. Yeah, and one of the few guys that I knew he was. He had a cool gimmick. I mean, they were changing it too much. You know, in my opinion, it's hard hard to keep up with. Wait, wait, what is he? Is he a fiend? Is he a this? He that? You know, but um, he had a gimmick. You know what I mean? He, everybody know you, you knew who he was. Even casual viewers knew who Bray Wyatt was or the fiend or whatever he is. I think he had a third name too. Um, but um, yeah, that's that was just a very sad, very sad situation. All right. With that said, let's uh, let's let's raise one up to Bray. Uh, Got it. Yeah, wherever he is. Ran out of my water here. That's why my voice has been sounding like this. Yeah, rest, half of the show. rest in peace. But uh, what are we mm-hmm. doing next week, Dave? Next week, we're going to go back time. into our... Next time. Next time, yeah. Next week, right? We like to say next week. You never know. Hey, yeah. who knows, right? It could be next week. Um, Nikolai Volkov, one of the all-time greats, one of our favorites, is going to challenge Hulk Hogan for the WWF title right here in my backyard, not North Caldwell. Caldwell, but East Rutherford, New Jersey at the Meadowlands. Oh, West, big... West Caldwell. <laughs> it's a big Saturday night's main event. And uh, more importantly than the Hogan-Volkoff uh, match, so is Uncle Elmer is going to be getting married. And we got Jesse the Body and Vince on commentary. We got Mean Gene playing the organ. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got a wedding reception. We got Mr. Wonderful against Roddy Piper. We got just the, the, right there in the middle of the rock and wrestling era, October 1985, the second ever, the second ever Saturday night's main event, 
emanating from the beautiful Meadowlands Arena. Arnold Schwarzenegger's at ringside. Big, big night. Blendetta, why you fuck me? (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's only one thing left to do, and that is to say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and tell your friends about the 24-inch podcast. And tell them it's pronounced North Caldwell. Brother. Brother.